Cogito Ergo Oro podcast. We're back. We're back, baby. It's been uh, a little bit of a, a, a little bit minute. of a hiatus. Yeah. Yes. Um, We've been busy. Well, we we have of, been. One of us has been busy. Fairly busy. Yes. And one of us doesn't want you all to have to listen to a podcast of just them. So. We'll let you guess who's who. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, no full disclosure. The past uh, several weeks, the past few weeks, um, I have been on the first few weeks of my surgery rotation. Yeah. At the uh, Creighton University School of Medicine. True. Um, where I go to school, not just I don't just show up. No. Randomly. Oh, um, as far as. I know that's what's yeah, the truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, so keeping up the ruse. You, you, it still. seems official. You have yeah. you you come home with textbooks and stuff, and yes. you have a name tag. So yeah. I have to assume. And so yeah, surgery is a fairly demanding uh, no. specialty time wise. Wow. Um, it hasn't been absolutely unbelievable, but it still takes quite a bit of time. Um, yeah. Out of each day. And you um, have to start early. You do start early, yeah, because, so as a medical student, as opposed to, you know, like an actual surgeon or anything in between, there, there, there's like surgeon and then there's like 10 miles of <laughs> separation and then there's medical yes. student, third year medical student, which is what I am. Correct. Um, your job as the medical student on the surgical team in the mornings is to print off the list of patients i know that that sounds really hard to do and stuff like that you just go in you hit two buttons and it prints the stuff for you but then you have to fill out um a whole bunch of information about each of the patients um that the residents might look at one time while they're walking around checking up on all the patients in the morning but usually the residents um it's called rounding for those of you who aren't really familiar with the medical mm -hmm system i wouldn't expect you to be honestly i didn't know a ton about it either until i actually got into medical school but there's this thing that the surgery team and all like most of the other teams at hospitals do this it's called rounding uh, if you've ever been in a hospital you have probably experienced this but it's where the teams go around and round Whoa. And I thought it was about gambling. No, no, that's that's a movie. Oh, that's rounders. That's a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I know how this works too. Yes, no. But. So rounding, um, they go around basically and they check up on the patients. And if you've ever been in the hospital, you you would, and if, especially if you've ever been in a teaching hospital, you'll you've experienced this before, where this is not just one time. There are like multiple, yes, levels of rounding done by different people at different levels within the yeah. team Even, um, and that's just within one team within one team very rarely yes. does a patient only have one team exactly and so like if you're in the you know if you're in the hospital and you are let's say you are getting surgery and you have heart problems let's say there's that's a minimum of probably two teams that are yep. going to check up on you probably three mm -hmm. um or more Yep. Where you'll have the cardiology team, the heart doctors check up on you. You'll have the medicine team, the, the kind of the main people who check up on you. And then you'll have like the surgical team. So in each of those teams, you have the what is called the attending doctor, which is like in 
in my team that I've been part of, that's the actual surgeon, the person who's in charge who actually like does knows how to do things. Yeah, and they're then not you, in school anymore. They are definitely not in school or residents. No, and so then you have them. So they're at the top of the totem pole. Next yep. step down is like chief resident. Yep. So this is somebody who, depending on what specialty they're in, but in surgery, this is probably someone who's in like their fifth or sixth year, fourth or fourth, fifth or sixth year of training since they graduated medical school correct so this is like you know very experienced has done a lot of stuff probably takes part in you know a lot of the surgeries and you know and maybe Mm -hmm. you know largely does a lot of the surgeries that Mm -hmm. the team does under the supervision of this attending of course right um but you have them usually have some sort of you know second or third year resident you have an intern year resident which is the first year out of medical school and then you have medical students and that could be like a fourth year medical student or a third year medical student Mm -hmm. so as you like you know can probably see lots of people on these teams yes and a lot of times on these teams they'll have the medical student go see them first yep then the the residents will go see them and then the whole group will go and see them it depends on it depends on the service Mm -hmm. that you're on but like you might get three different three different trips in the same morning and so and it'll always be right when the nurse is trying to give you medication. It'll always be that Trust or me. right as you're about to fall asleep is yes. like, right. Those are like the kind of the two times that as, as somebody who's in on the inside of it now, yeah. I can say we are, we actively plan like, okay, what is the least convenient time for us to go yep. do this? Let's go then. Let's go right then Perfect. just to ruin everybody's day. Yep. Um, that's not actually true. No. I can assure you that's not, that is far, that is not at all on our radar um but so so the thing is is as i told you the the medical student will go see them the residents will go see them and then maybe later the whole group will go see them usually the residents like to round do their round of rounding at like six or six thirty in the morning which mm-hmm. is pretty early obviously yeah. like it's not horrible but for the medical students, like we have to like print this list off, write in all this information, and then go see patients all before that round of rounding happens. And so we probably have to get there at like five or maybe even a little earlier in the morning than that. So that means you're getting up at you know four fifteen, four thirty, mm-hmm. four every day. And so yeah. it's a little bit of a of a lifestyle change, I would say. Yeah. Um, from what you know, what you're typically used to. I mean, especially right. coming from psychiatry, which was the last, um, the last, the, the first rotation that I was on this year, uh-huh. where it's like you might get up, you know, you wake up at eleven, you go see patients, you're done by two p.m., you're done for the yeah. day. No, that's not that's not exactly. You keep your happened. feet up. You're yeah. like, oh man, this is life. But when I was in psychiatry, the earliest I probably ever got up was like six. Yeah. And so it's a it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a change of it pace. It is a little different. Yeah. So, so that's been a little bit of an adjustment. That's part of the reason why we haven't really had time to do the podcast. Because not only are you getting up early, but mm-hmm. the days are pretty long. Mm-hmm. Get done on your feet a lot, doing yep. a lot of things, yep. pretty intense. Yep. Don't necessarily have a ton of energy to do podcasts. And no. then on top of that, on top of that, there haven't been a whole lot of sports things going on right. that we feel like we absolutely had to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Not that sports are the only thing we ever talk That's about. That's true. It's actually, there is like only one topic of conversation in our house. It's just sports all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's it. That's all we yeah. ever talk about. It's really about. hard when I'm trying to like ask Jake what he wants for dinner. I'm like, honey, 
basketball or hockey and he's yeah, like yeah, uh yeah, tennis yeah, yeah. Like, well he's like, no. yeah, she's like yeah she's like <laughs> okay do you want to do pizza or do you want to do you know pasta and i'm like well what if matt Nagy would have called a screen exactly. on third and 14 instead of a yeah. halfback draw up the middle you know stuff like that exactly exactly it's it takes us 13 hours to have one conversation yeah that's usually how no, that I'm goes kidding, but yeah but yeah also i mean you get home late and then there's pretty much time to eat dinner and you then gotta, hang out and then a little bit go to bed you and and the thing is is like you probably want to do a little brushing up on everything before yep. you go see the patients at five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. right? As they're trying to get their three, you know, their third hour of sleep in the last <laughs> six days since they yep. got hospitalized. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting experience. I'll definitely have, you know, maybe we'll talk some more about that in the future. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I did this past week on Monday, well, I pulled my first twenty-four hour call shift. Yeah. Um, which was an experience and a half, I would say. Um, pulled the stayed up the entire time. It was actually mm-hmm. like twenty six hours straight that mm-hmm. I was that I was doing stuff. Um, That's fine. Which it was honestly like it sounds horrible. Uh-huh. It sounds horrible, mm-hmm. like, and it and it's like definitely not an easy thing to do. Right. But I was fortunate, and some people might might think that what I'm about to say doesn't make any sense at all. But I was actually I was fortunate that we were actually really busy that night. Mm-hmm. And so I was up the entire time for the most yeah. part until like the last hour and a half mm-hmm. and then everything slowed down and then I almost fell asleep and like fell, you know, like yeah. face first into my <laughs> my computer right. while I was sitting there. But I um, thought it would be fun to be like, oh, honey, solidarity, I'll stand with you, yep. I'll stay up all night too. Yep. And I was doing this and Jiggy was like, no, that, no, you told me to sleep, I'm going to sleep some, so you should sleep. And I was like... I made it to like two thirty in the morning, or a little later, yeah. and then Jake was like, "No, I'm pr- I'm gonna have time to sleep tonight. You should sleep." And I was like, "Okay, sounds great." And so I slept until like five, and then he was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't sleep at all." Yeah. So. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, to be fair, yes. when you're on, so you don't on, really know on a, when you're gonna be. So I was on a call shift. So what I was I was on the trauma team uh-huh. that evening, mm-hmm. which was a fun experience. Yeah. Shout out to the trauma docs out there. Yes. Um. They do cool stuff, um, but it's pretty erratic. I would okay. say the scheduling, even more so than like even more than you know surgery, just in general, which is already a fairly erratic scheduling specialty. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I was I was texting Taylor as this was going on, and uh, I told her, oh, I'll, I'll definitely have time to sleep. And then all of a sudden, they scheduled a what ended up being like a five hour long procedure mm-hmm. that evening that I was sitting in on, and so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, In my free time, I played The Sims 4, which is an all-time game for me. I love it because it's I don't have to be good at anything. (laughs) Yep. I'm very good at uh, not like doing shooting games. So I played The Sims for a long time. There are two there are two classes of games. It's The Sims and and shooting shooting games. games. There are no other games. Yep. Um. And then I watched my favorite guilty pleasure movie. This only recently became my guilty pleasure movie because yep. we hadn't really seen it before. Yep. Um, Crazy Stupid Love. Yep. And so, Jake, I was going to hey. ask you. Oh, yeah. Do you have any guilty pleasure movies? Guilty pleasure movies? Um, I... Or just like... The first um, movie that popped into my mind, and this is like not... 
this is not going to come across as a guilty pleasure movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to anyone probably <laughs> the first movie that pops in my mind when you when you said that is gone girl that's there which, is guilt and pleasure there, in that well, yeah, yeah so yeah. not yeah i have I, we've seen gone girl a few times yeah. and i the first time we watched it i was like wow that was not a pleasurable experience i don't want to watch that yeah <laughs> that's really funny yeah i don't I, I don't it's a good movie i i like yeah it's mo- more like the the movie that i like to watch and taylor doesn't really like yeah, it that much exactly and so yeah i guess that's the closest thing yeah yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't You know. like Crazy Stupid Love, too, I do like But I could, I could watch it more frequently than yes. you, so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, see, the thing is, is, like, I am a big proponent of um, having, like, proper durations between yes. when I rewatch movies and mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that, because I never want to get tired of movies that I really enjoy. Right. Um, and so, Taylor is lovingly adapted to learn that there are certain there's just a certain time a certain amount of time that needs to go mm-hmm. go by before we need mm-hmm. you know we can rewatch a movie right um except for your goal your your guilty pleasure movie is probably one of the oceans i was gonna movies. say i was gonna say this is probably the lot. exception is the oceans particularly oceans 11 and oceans 13 yeah forget about 12 um Although last time we watched 12, I thought it was better than I remember yeah, it being. Yeah, but it's yeah. still worse than the other two. Right. Um, Ocean's 13 is basically a, a carbon copy of Ocean's 11, but just, like, a little bit more, like, over the top. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. And so, like, it's like, do you want the flashier version, like, right. the newer version? Or mm-hmm. do you want, like, the original, mm-hmm. not copycat version? Right. Um, but those movies are insanely rewatchable, in my opinion. And... You look it up. I'm sure there's a lot of people. I've there are dozens of us, literally <laughs> dozens of us online that yeah. that agree with me that the Oceans trilogy, but the Oceans movies are very, very rewatchable. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, shout out to Steven Soderbergh for yeah. making that. He's made some um, good movies. Yes, but the those are like. The movie that you watch when I like I am not motivated towards anything. Yeah, it's like, right. oh, you know what? I'm I know I'll enjoy the oceans right, movie exactly. to a degree, and like, it's not like a super complicated mm-hmm. plot mm-hmm. by any means, but it's still kind of fun and amusing. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of like I always try to think of like what's in it, what's a similar type of movie compared mm-hmm. to the oceans in terms of like super rewatchable. Like just kind of like a a likable ensemble, you know. Un- it's it's an ensemble mm-hmm. cast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, but Oof. well, if you narrow it down to ensemble cast, no, I wouldn't say that that needs to be okay. like a. No, I'm just trying to think of other super rewatchable movies. Yeah, for the longest time, I thought like the Marvel movies were like that, but yeah. I think I rewatched them too many times, right. and they kind of see. This is what I'm saying. Exactly. It's like if you rewatch something too many times, yeah, then it, you kind of don't really want to watch it anymore. I would say the Guardians, like Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, mm-hmm. are fairly close right. to that. I think that to be, like, truly rewatchable, there has to be some comedy in it, you know? I agree. If it's a heavy-hitting movie, like, our favorite movie of all time is Interstellar. Yeah. But, like you said, we need, like, this recharge period, like a watch, 
a wait a wait period yes. before we watch it again. Yes. Because you have to like invest a lot of mental energy and like yeah. you have to pay attention to truly enjoy it, and that's mm. great. And I think that those movies are important. Yeah. Um, but it's not like oh yes, I could watch interstellar every night for a week and then be like that was a fun time i mean we probably could and i would enjoy it because it was so good it's such a good movie but But yeah with stuff like that i don't ever want it to lose the what makes it great exactly and stuff by i i almost want to like i want it to like fade a little bit in my memory just so that right as it's starting to kind of fade a little bit you bring Mm -hmm. it right back in and it's Mm -hmm. like oh man I forgot, like right. I, I, or like I didn't immediately remember this. Right, exactly. The instant we started this movie, and yeah. so I'm still a little bit like surprised by mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Interstellar is a three-hour-long movie, so there's a lot of opportunity for that to happen. Yes, but um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have many guilty pleasure movies as like they are typically seen because. Normally, it's like, oh, yes, I like, this is my rom-com that I like. And I'm not a rom-com person, and I'm not, like, a Disney person. And so those, I feel like those are two of people's normal guilty pleasures where it's like, oh, yes, it's like, oh, I love 16 Candles. I don't know if that's a rom-com. I, <laughs> I've never seen it. Um, it's probably Disney. Who knows? It's probably both. It's probably a Disney rom-com. Disney rom And that's exactly why I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but Crazy Stupid Love is the only rom-com that I've, like, watched and actually enjoyed enough to watch it a second time. Yeah. I like... It's funny. It's almost like a like an anti-rom-com in some yes. ways. I like that. Um, yeah. So... But yeah, take- it, I, I do get embarrassed saying that I like a rom-com because I think of myself uh, too highly for that. Yes. <laughs> Taylor and I are um, founding members, obviously, of the Ryan Gosling. We love Ryan Gosling. Fan club. And yes. so But not is- for, like, why women love Ryan Gosling, where it's like, oh, he was in The Notebook, and The Notebook was fun. I don't think The Notebook's fun. I've never seen it. Um, he's in so many good movies. Yes. Just, like... The whole list. Yep. He's, Bangers. Yes. He's in a lot of great movies, including yes. Remember the Titans. That's true. Far and away, like, <laughs> one of his least relevant roles. <laughs> I was um, going to say, is that what you were going to go with? Is no, like, no. Yes, this is Ryan Gosling's yeah. greatest acting talent. Yes. yes. So, yeah, I would say the ones that we really like. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Very good. Much Blade Runner is not good. Skip that one and just watch Blade Runner 2049. It's a very good movie. Yes, excellent. Um, Blade Runner 2049. Drive. Drive, which is, I love it. Is a is a movie about... It, it's a little bit off the beaten path, so like if mm-hmm. there's a decent chance that you might not have heard of it, really. Right. It's, it's kind of a, an art, an artsy... Art, it, mm-hmm. It's termed art house, mm-hmm. which is more like something that critics would like generally but maybe not as not something that like the general public may appreciate Mm -hmm. as much which i feel like it's not really like that no because when i think of art house movies i think of movies that aren't good right (laughs) and and this is definitely an actually good movie some people might push back on that yeah Um, it's about reviews are 
mixed. Well, don't don't go by the Rotten Tomatoes. I wouldn't score. say I go mean, by the Taylor and Jake score. They're not. <laughs> it's not that they're mixed. They are predominantly favorable, but there are like there is a high like the the audience score yeah. is quite a bit lower than the critic score. Yes. And this is the thing about Rotten Tomatoes is never trust anything Absolutely. really yeah. because there are movies mm-hmm. where I think in general. I would say the audience score is more reliable. Yes. But there are absolutely movies where the critics really like something. Yes. And the audience is, like, mixed, like you were saying. Right, right. And the critics are, like, definitely way mm-hmm. more on top of it. Yes. Or way better right. than what the, the I'm audience. I'm trying to think of another one that was Hail like Caesar that. is one yes, that comes Hail to mind Caesar for me. Hail Caesar is really good. So this is a, that's a Coen Brothers movie mm-hmm. with Josh Brolin and mm-hmm. a bunch of other people. Umpteen people george Tilda clooney Swinton. yeah i Tilda, george clooney yeah. is probably important yeah. he's, he's probably pretty well george known. clooney josh brolin um, Tilda, Tilda Tilda Swinton, Swinton. Uh, you know, a bunch of a bunch it's a it's a yeah. you know a fairly you know dense a pretty good channing cast. tatum channing tatum is in it very good actually i'm not a, i'm not some very who, funny like, role scarlett johansson yeah, it's, like, it's a packed cast so yeah, it's a coen's brother yeah. coen brothers movies yeah very very good movie it's a um, but that's one where like the or like the the critic score is like I don't remember if it's like ninety plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The audience score is like sixty. Yeah. You know. And the audience and, is wrong. And the audience is further off. I really like that yeah. movie. Um, I don't know. Like some people might gravitate. I I'm also like I. There are definitely movies that are the other way around oh, where like totally. the critics love it and mm-hmm. the audience is like this is horrendous mm-hmm. and then we watched it and I was like I want to throw up like this right. is horrendous. Yeah. like this is awful. I'm trying to remember. I don't Ad remember. Astra. No. Uh, I remember if, Europa. Report. I was gonna say I think Europa Report was the yeah. one that I was thinking of where I th- I'm pretty sure that one had. I, I was trying to remember if that one had a bad audience score. Or I think not. it did. Um. I'll look right now. Yeah, look it up right now so that Fill we can... Fill the time while I'm researching. But there are absolutely... So what I would say, you know, some people are like, here, blanket, always trust the audience score. Sometimes the audience really likes a movie and it's like, oh, it's just a fan service movie, which I guess if that's what you're looking for, then... It's not what we're looking for. for. It's, it's definitely not. Oof. Do you want to hear what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tomato meter, which is the critic rating for Europa Report, is 81. So that's pretty decent. And then the audience is a certified not fresh. Uh, it is a 57%. That's like 56 too high. It is, because it was that not movie's, good. That movie's awful. It stank. Yeah. Um, anyway, getting back to what yeah. we were originally talking about. Drive yeah. uh-huh. is a very highly thought of critically. Yes. Audience is a little bit more split. It's not like that big of a split mm-hmm. where like the audience hated it or right. something like that. But it's like there's Some a drop Some people hated off. it. I'll explain to you right now why a lot of people didn't like it. Yes. It's because the way that it's marketed, it was originally marketed, it came out a number of years ago, I don't remember Mm -hmm. what year it came out. The trailers, and I watched the trailers after we watched the movie to see if this was actually true, and Uh I agree with this actually, marketed almost as like a Fast and Furious type movie. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, maybe not quite that extreme Mm -hmm. and comical, but like definitely more as like a hardcore action film. Yeah. And it's a lot, like, there's plenty of action in it, which is why I don't get why people don't, like, would right. like it. Mm-hmm. But there's, But it's not, it's a lot more, like, artistic. Yeah. There's a lot more, like, sentimental moments. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more storytelling mm-hmm. and, like, slow-moving things. Yes. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that some people would struggle that 
there's not that much dialogue. If you are a yeah. person that likes a tell-don't-show movie, which is not what we are, we very much love a show-don't-tell movie, and mm. I want to, like, see the story unfold. I don't want you to just have to be like, oh, yes, and then... Like, I don't want a character to have to deliver dialogue that explains There's a lot like. of, like, subliminal... Yes. ...communication uh-huh. and, like, yeah. thought, and it's a lot of interpretation, mm-hmm. so... If you're not paying attention, you won't like Ryan it. Ryan Gosling's like, character doesn't talk hardly at all. No, but that, um, I, I think that's He's the main character, cool. and but he's an actually he's an awesome character, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, which I guess when it comes to the talking, he doesn't talk a lot in some of his in a decent number no, of his roles because like later on in twenty forty nine, he doesn't yeah. really talk that much. First Man. Um, First Man, another great movie. Very good. Um, we love really space talk. movies. Yes. So that's yeah. Drive is kind of a hidden gem to some degree. It's on. Mm-hmm. It's usually on one of the s- main streaming services. Yeah. It's on. Ne- it's been on Netflix like for a forever. For a while, almost. yeah. Um, but it's a great movie. So it's yes. Ryan Gosling, Brian Cranston's mm-hmm. in it. Uh, Oscar that, Isaac's in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say? That one guy who always plays like a mob villain. Yeah, Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but it's a it's a really good movie. It's. It's mm-hmm. if you're going into it expecting to have like action packed edge of your seat the whole time, right. like crazy car stunts mm-hmm. throughout yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. That's not what you're gonna get. You'll get some of that. Mm-hmm. There's a really cool car chase like yes. scene, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's and a lot. In the end. And at the end, there's a little bit at the end too. And in the middle. Yeah, but it's a very like art like. The cinematography is mm-hmm. outstanding. The mm-hmm. acting is really good. It's a really good like. Whole, honestly, very wholesome, wholesome story. Like a very good family story. In the midst of a lot of not wholesome things. Correct. So don't like it is like a, it's R rated. There's definitely some like R yeah. rated things in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's not gratuitous. It, no. It makes sense. It in the context yes. of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to spoil it's things, not like but like it's okay. So raunchy. He's. He, they get like sucked into like a criminal underworld right. sort of thing people and so get like killed. people get killed yeah. there's a, a scene at a okay there is a yeah, yes yeah at a, at a gentleman's club yeah sort of situation uh-huh. so like not really i always think it's funny that they're called gentlemen's yes, clubs. yes not gentlemen's yes, exactly. club <laughs> um briefly where it just it makes sense contextually yes does it necessarily need to be in the movie maybe not no but so don't watch the movie necessarily with like kids no it's probably not for children but for adults yeah i think there's a lot of really good stuff in that movie yes Uh i would so i would highly recommend drive yes did not think i was going to be doing like the full like five minute promo for drive on this podcast it's worth it. but it we, is could, we should do it every a pod great it's movie. really good yeah we yeah. really like that movie um other let's see any other la la land oh my word um i yeah I, I forgot that i hadn't said that yet yeah no i didn't forget damien chazelle so he's had mm. a couple movies with damien chazelle who's, a, who's a pretty young director correct who did so he did First Man, uh-huh. he did La La Land, and Whiplash, Whiplash Oof. and he's uh, directing another one that's coming out. It's called Babylon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what that one's about. I So I absolutely love all three of those movies. I do as well, um, yeah. First Man's like a, a biopic about Neil Armstrong. Yes. Um, 
very, very. Because he's the first man on the moon. First man. Mm-hmm. On, yeah, and then Whiplash is like his like original movie. Yeah, it's so with, good. It's basically about like a, a jazz drummer trying mm-hmm. to make it in like an elite mm-hmm. like musical school, and he has like this just insanely demanding teacher who's played by yes. J.K. Simmons. Who who's is awesome. terrifying. Who's awesome. He's so good. <laughs> He's so incredible yeah, in that role. Such a good movie. Um, I see him in like the State Farm commercials, and yes. then I get scared of him because yeah. I think of him in this movie and how good he was. Yes. I'm yeah. like, ah, I'm not rushing. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not lagging. That that is that is a movie that like ends like supremely like. I mean, the whole movie is yeah. is very like adrenaline impact, honestly. Yeah. For like, for, like a movie about a, a jazz about, drummer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, Played by Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Yep. But no, it's sensational. Yeah. Yeah. For a for a first, um, like first real movie. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty insanely yes. good. And I want you guys to know when the movies are just like. Oh, this won a bunch of Oscars. Yeah. We go in ready to not like it. We are not like, oh yes, we just love Oscar winners. We're very usually extra critical of them. And La La Land and Whiplash both deserve the hype. Like oh, I yeah. think I went into both being like, oh, I'm ready to hate it. Like, yeah. nah, pinky out. Uh, but no, I loved both of them no, yeah, very La- much. I love La La Land. La La, La, La Land is so good. One of the one of the the classics. Um, they, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling just have so much chemistry. I don't know why they're not married in real life. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place. Yeah, they they are married, but no, then I think they got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they have that so much chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> Had, but yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, now you can just get married to Pam. Oof. That- could you imagine? Who's also already married. Could you imagine? That would be insane. She was married to James Gunn at one point. She was. Yeah. She's not anymore. Yep. Anywho. Anywho. So Taylor was watching Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, well, Jake, sorry. Back to... No, you no. Were, you were doing medicine and saving lives. I, I, I wasn't saving lives. Um, I got to help staple somebody's wound together, which was That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and I got to help... I mean, like, on surgery, they don't really, let, obviously, they don't let the medical students do anything, like, serious. Yeah. But you stitch some people close. stitched, help stitch up yeah. some, like, wounds after uh-huh. surgeries and stuff like that. So, that's, I mean, it's fun. You get to do a little bit of stuff. So, I mm-hmm. mean, if you ever want to go to medical school, this is what you can expect yeah. to do. That's more than I got to do in nursing school because nurses don't do that. I just no. got to watch. I will say, right now, I'm not just, this isn't a pandering statement. I am a big, like, having rotated in the hospital for a f- almost three months now at this point. Like, obviously, I've been in the hospital, you know, in some capacities before that. But mm-hmm. as somebody who's been working, like, exclusively on the medical, you know, the doctor mm-hmm. side of things for a few months, um, I think nurses should be paid more. Oh, that's nice. I, I, I appreciate I'm not just the saying, pander. I'm not no. just pandering. No, I appreciate um, it. I'm not saying they should be paid as much as doctors. Right. And that's obviously going to come across as super biased, but... We're it, not doing as much as doctors. We haven't that, gone okay, to... Okay, see, that's... Okay, I, I, I don't, I we don't are, agree. We're not doing things that require as much training as yeah. doctors. This is just like back in sociology class where the sociology professor definitely planted someone in the audience, but she was like, guys, 
should the janitor get paid as much as the doctor? And then that one person that she planted was like, well, if the janitor didn't clean stuff up, the doctor could never do his job. So this is probably more, the janitor should get paid more than the doctor. Yeah. Um, similar theories. Yes. Wrong either way. No, like. it's, but I, yes, I am always, it's, having worked in the OR particularly, the things that like the scrub tech nurses, ah. like the nurses that are kind of helping, like they're mm-hmm. the, the people in charge of like making sure all the instruments and stuff yeah. are ready for the, I am so impressed by those people. And like, I know that they are being compensated decently ish, yeah. but some of them aren't even nurses. Right. Know? I, yes, you I can know get, that. like an even like a I, smaller I, degree. I, even, I, I did so. know that, but I'm, I'm so impressed. It's not, it's not just them though. I'm impressed by all of the nurses and like all the things they have to do. And so Taylor doesn't have to just be the only person on the pod and will, who's also in nursing school. Yeah. Um, soon to be, yes. Who's training to be a nurse. Yes. Um, mad respect to all the nurses out there. They do a lot. They're very important they should be valued more by healthcare systems because that's um, nice. That feels good. I also think doctors should be valued more by healthcare yeah, systems. I mean, but... for, for the amount of schooling and money and time that you had to put into it, especially during the resident stage. Um, yes. Not fairly compensated. Matt, respect and prayers out to all of my surgical residents across the country right yeah. now. That is not a lifestyle that no. is appealing in the slightest. No. It's amazing that anyone gets to the attending stage, yes. honestly. Yeah, when you see, like, what everybody has to go through, like, yeah. to become a doctor, you right. understand why some doctors are just, like... The worst. Super toxic, because, yeah. like, that was what they were incubated in for, like, five years yeah. straight. And I'm but not he... saying that's a good thing. No. I'm just saying... For all of you out there who, like, have negative interactions with doctors, just, like, know that they probably weren't the worst when yeah, they no. started they training. They just had to go six years constantly beating down, being beaten down by other people and working, like, 80 to 90 hour weeks and just, like, having a terrible time. While getting paid less than, paid less like, than like, like, minimum wage for, like, per hour. Per hour, working. yeah, Like, it's exactly. pretty horrendous. Like, yeah. Yeah, residency, the way that we treat medical residents, I think if a lot of, I think if a lot of people knew about that, they might like cool their jets a little bit on yeah. um, some of the things that they think about how doctors are yeah. either act or, or compensated or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, the big thing with like pulling the curtain behind everything, the big thing with, with doctors and why their compensation is so much different than like say a nurse who does a lot more stuff actually with the patient i mean the doctor will see you i mean if you've been in the hospital you know this doctor will come in and see you for like five minutes and they won't see you the rest of the day right the amount of work that they do behind the scenes is considerable though just know that and they're also like they're they have a lot more responsibility placed on them it's the big thing is responsibility it's like you know uh, I don't remember what they call it, like risk pay, essentially. Yes. Like, um, and there is a lot of yes. risk, yeah. and there's a lot because when things fall apart, the attending doctor is the person that everything stops with. So yep. if I if I make a mistake as a medical student mm-hmm. that they weren't even directly involved with, yep. they're still going to be blamed for it. Yep. 
not maybe entirely obviously, mm-hmm. but they will still get blamed for it. Right. And so there's a lot of re- responsibility that like doctors have that you would just have no idea based yeah. off of like their, your interactions with mm-hmm. them. So just just know that. Yep. Just for anybody out there who who needs to know, um, we do, like you know doctors don't just like hate their patients or something no. like that. Well, not all of most. Them. The majority probably don't. Most of them don't. There's probably some there are bad good, eggs. There are good doctors out there. Yeah. There are a lot of good doctors yes. out there. There are some bad doctors out there. Like, right. and don't don't let them be. be don't. Th- it's not okay if they're bad to you. No. But just know, them only seeing you for five minutes doesn't make them the devil. No. Yes. They are. They're still very, doing a lot for you. Very busy. Yes. Very busy. Yeah, it's not like it may they, not seem like it. But it's they not are. like they go like see you for five minutes and then go back to their office for two hours and like smoke a cigar with yeah, their feet yeah. up on the desk. That's not what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, unless they're in ophthalmology or dermatology, like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. No. I, uh, no. I but, wouldn't want to do either of those things. Yeah. I hate skin. You've got everybody's got quite a bit of skin. It's the yeah. largest organ well, in the body. My own skin scares me. I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod, but like really quick out there, shout out to the human liver really quick. Yeah, underrated organ. Um, maybe the coolest organ in the body yeah. or close second to the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so stop the destroying heart, it. Don't Be nice. Do, do not drink massive amounts of alcohol. Stop. Your liver is extremely resilient. Yeah. Unbelievably resilient. It'll regenerate itself yeah. if you put it through a whole bunch of awful right. stuff. Yeah. But it Take deserves it easy on the Tylenol. It deserves guys. better than you just destroying it all the time. Yes. And that would be yes, drinking lots of alcohol, taking lots of anti-inflammatory right. things like Tylenol. Yeah. Lots of meds um, are di- broken down by the liver, yes. so there are a lot of meds that yes hurt the liver. These are just the common things that people yeah. are taking that, but. No, as somebody who's been rotating in with the general surgery team, so yeah. general surgery, um, there are lots of different surgical specialty subspecialties. Mm-hmm. General surgery tends to be a lot of GI tract, so like your intestines, your stomach, um, all of that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, and your you know your liver is part of that whole system. And so getting to see the liver mm-hmm. and like a lot of the things that we do surgically with you know, liver, intestinal surgeries, um, you could just, you just get a deep appreciation for yeah. the liver as, like, it's this, like, alien, almost, yeah. like, thing that, like, does a hundred different jobs for your body. Yep. And, like, nobody really ever, like, acknowledges it, because everyone's like, oh, your heart. Right. Oh, everyone's like, oh, your heart does so much. It's like, no, it kind of does here one thing. Here it is. Thing. Yeah, I was going to say, here it is, like, Medical. Hot take. The heart is a super lame organ, yep. like from a functional standpoint. It does one thing. Yep. And it does that one thing yeah. well, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Ideally. And it's important. Yeah. But from like an actual how interesting it is standpoint, it's really pretty boring. Yeah. It literally just contracts. Yep. Relaxes. Yep. And then contracts again. Yeah. Um, and like it regulates. It's like, you know, the heart is regulated and whatnot, but. By the brain. By the brain. Not by even the not even by itself. Yeah, for real. But Yes. But hot take. So the liver. The liver. So yeah, if now, you get one, here's an one takeaway from today's pod, it's the liver is like just like Google like cool things your liver does. Yeah. 
and I don't know, maybe you won't find it as interesting as I do, obviously. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a medical student, so, like, this is part of my life, a right. more so than yours. Well, but you all have a liver, maybe, so it's part of your life, Maybe in too. the future we'll have, like, some liver, or, you know, we'll just do some, like, breakdowns of, yeah. like, cool things, things in your body do. Yeah, yeah. Your liver, and there'll be, like, 40 episodes, because it does a... Because it does a lot. A lot of awesome things. Correct. Yeah. But, anyway, we have... <laughs> We just sort of like, yeah, we started off talking about, you know... Medicine, we medicine, hit some movies. Movies, and now we're back on the um, liver. The most important. I mean, what? yeah, what else What else you want out of the podcast than this? Come on. This is your one-stop shop for all things yes. sports, medicine, movies, liver. <laughs> Little Debbie. Little Debbie. Yeah. Amen. So, anyway, I guess, you know transitioning out of that you know so we had other plans to talk yeah. about well we did we did the liver wasn't on our list i did not have it on the list i mean I'll, I'll, you know i'm always down to talk about amen the liver yeah um so if you ever like you know run into me and you're just like hey jake you want to talk about the liver i'll yes. do it i'm yeah. not afraid mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard when we can only talk about sports but we want to talk about the liver yes We're exactly just like, so like listen if the liver were an NBA player, it'd be Michael Jordan because it's the GOAT. Yeah, yeah. And then that's all we can say. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Maybe someday, yeah, maybe someday we'll have to do a breakdown of, like... If and your organs your were organs different Your organs as pu- NBA athletes, or, yeah. Like, yeah, athletes or something like that. Like, uh, you know, your, your heart is... LeBron because it's super overrated. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. No, Oof, I'm just kidding. Blurred. No, no, that that's way too harsh on the heart. You know, are there any like stories of people ripping their own hearts out? Because that might be us if we had to equate it to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I yeah, no, definitely not Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Oof. Yeah. It actually has some utility. That's true. Like, yeah, yeah. Um the rest of the organs don't hate the heart, you know, like the rest of Aaron Rodgers' family hates that's him. True. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Um Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about we were talking about movies. I we guess were. so. We can get back to movies. Taylor, sure. did you have a movie that you were feeling about talking? I know. I know. We had, I, we had kind of mentioned earlier. Yes. We had talked about this earlier before we started recording. And yeah. uh, Taylor saw a movie. We both saw the movie. We were both recently, there. Yeah. I would say uh, I paid she, more attention. That she enjoyed very much and that she yes. also wants to recommend. So uh, it just recently dropped on HBO Max, um, which if you don't have and you like movies that are actually good, you should probably get it. Yes. Um, but we recently watched Last Night in Soho, which is a movie. Um, is it? It is. It's a movie. It's a movie. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, honestly. It's a movie, and there's a girl. She lives in London. Apparently, that's where Soho is. I didn't know that, but I went to public school, so we don't do good geography teaching. Um, Soho, and she moves to Soho to go to. It's also like a, like there are, there's a neighborhood in New York. Okay, that's what. That, okay, that makes more sense because that's where I thought it was. That's also called Soho. Oof, okay, I I really. I'm glad you told me that because I was feeling kind of dumb. Yeah. Not that I feel less dumb now, just in a different way. <laughs> um, she goes to fashion school and she kind of can like sense dead people. So if she's Bruce Willis and it's a, 
If, if, if it oh, were the spoiler, sense, spoiler, spoiler, she would, spoiler. It's like older than us. I've never even seen it. You only know the spoiler. You haven't even seen it either. Come I on. have seen it. Okay, it well, ruined, it kind of ruined the, the listeners. Movie. Maybe it was a, a you towards the listeners. Um, anyway, uh, she can like sense, see dead people or whatever. And she can like, when she sleeps, she starts seeing visions of this woman and like I don't know what the time period was, but trying to the sixties, trying to become famous in Soho in London, the London Soho, um, and how this woman kind of gets betrayed and gets murdered, or so she thinks. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say too much about it because it's a really good movie, and I think that you guys should watch it. I really love the visuals there's a lot of cool like mirror shots where the girl who's seeing the past is kind of placed into the past um it's very beautifully colored um the 60s style is very appealing i enjoy that a lot um it's very i wouldn't say it's very artsy but it's definitely kind of artsy um if you like good cinematography i think you would enjoy this so if you've ever watched um, Baby Driver. Yeah, which um, we didn't love. Which I didn't love as much. Um, or this Shaun, is better than Baby Driver. Shaun of the Dead. I've um, never seen those that. Those are a couple movies by the director of Last Night in yes. Soho, Edgar Wright. Yeah. So if you've ever watched those movies and you like the cinematography in those. Yeah. You'll probably like this one. Yes. Um, I just thought it's kind of noir, you know, it's kind of, um, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting. I thought the story did a good job of being suspenseful, showing you just enough um, between, like, what she's seeing in the past and what she's seeing in her current life. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they revealed things at an appropriate pace. Yep. I thought the pacing was good. And then I thought the twist at the end was very good. I was actually surprised by the twist. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought it was good. It was good. I give it, let's see, how many are we rating it out of? Out of eight thumbs up? Eight thumbs up. We have four. We have four. Four thumbs up. I give it, shoot, that's too small of a scale. I have to, okay. I have to widen the scale. So on my Taylor's movie, all time movie scale, zero to 10, I would give this like an eight. There you go. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. It's not a 9 or a 10 for me. But, but like, is. based on just how good the movie was. It's got the Taylor stamp of approval. It does. Sure. I, I, that was me stamping it with my approval. There you go. <laughs> Terrible gag for so. a podcast where they cannot see that. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> make the, you just have to make the noise. Just. Yep. There it is. The, the stamp of approval. Yep. Noise. It um, also has really good soundtrack soundtrack is really enjoyable we love a good soundtrack a good score the the 60s which makes sense the big the big theme of the of the movie and they bring it up numerous times is like oh i love the 60s yeah i wish i was in the 60s yeah i love the 60s yeah i just saw it's kind of funny they like say it all the like yeah a hundred times I also appreciate good costuming, and so a lot of this, like, she goes to fashion school, so obviously the costuming is important, um, but I just really enjoy the visuals of the good costuming, so yeah. there you go. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to, like, reveal. It's very new. It just came out on HBO Max. It was probably in theaters, I don't know, 
We, we still go to the theater. We're going to go to we Nope do. this weekend. Oh, well, that, that was literally exactly what I was just about to There you go. Take up. it away. Well, I, well, the other thing, like, because we were talking about movies earlier that, like, are super rewatchable. Yeah. And, like, a couple movies that I think are pretty rewatchable mm-hmm. are um, Jordan Peele's Get Out and Nope. Yeah. Or not or us. us. Sorry, yeah. us. We and hope then, Nope will be rewatchable. Uh, fingers crossed that Nope is going to be... Um, rewatchable so that'll that'll be something we probably talk about on our next podcast yeah. but that's coming out so that literally i mean opening night is probably it's technically tonight because yes. it's thursday the 21st um i always love whatever when, day it is yeah I, I always love when they say opens seven like or like the 722 like 722 but, but it actually opens on the thursday yeah. no and it's not even it's like it's the night like before 11 p.m no it's literally like seven like oh, a wild. lot of them yeah like it's like it opens on this Friday, yeah. but actually it opens the Thursday night before. Right. Like, I always, I just think that that's so funny that we even still say that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, who, who, who are, like, who are we telling that? Like, who are I we saying know. that for? Yeah. Like, can't, like, we I just be know. honest about it? Like, or, or are we just, I, I don't get it. Yeah, literally, so tonight at... The AMC here in Council Bluffs, the glorious AMC in Council mm-hmm. Bluffs, kind of like it's a it's, nice theater. It's kind of cool. It's kind of built. It looks like a mosque. Yeah, kind um, like of. an old like like an old Byzantine mosque. Yeah, like that was repurposed it's like into a, a mosque. dome. Yeah, kind of like a yeah, like a it, yeah. It kind of does. Look, it kind of looks like a mosque. It's like a little dome. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a kind of a cool. It's a cool building. So like, if you ever get the chance, honestly, I'd recommend checking mm-hmm. it out. It's kind of a cool theater. Um. Yeah, they have a six six p.m. showing tonight. <laughs> okay. But, but like the, the the big ad says opens tomorrow. Yeah. It so literally says opens tomorrow. That's funny. And then like the next thing, if you just scroll a little bit down, is six showing p.m. showing. Like and it's just that's like funny. why 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 do we still do this? Like I don't who are, know. who are are we trying to fool somebody yeah. or like just open it today? Just be yeah. like maybe now showing maybe I, Thursday. This is just like conspiracy, Jake. Uh-oh. Here, um, maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just saying they like to say opens on Friday, yeah, so that they can count all the profits from Thursday and Friday oh, and be like, dang, day. first two days, three actually, yeah, but first two days it made X amount of money. You're probably you think, right. I'm sure you think that that's how it works. You think they can fool like whoever? I don't think that's probably to... as conspiracy as you think. That's probably just straight up truth. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So uh, to the movie industry, I have figured we you out. see you. Yes. <laughs> Breaking news. Y'all got caught. Cogito Ergo Oro podcast breaks. Yep. That. If we, listen, if we never podcast again, just know it's because Big Movie came at us and Big shut us movie. down. We see you. We see you. We know. You can't, you can't hide. Oh, who's from... knocking on the door? Yeah, oh who is that? What? No. <laughs> but no, Nope, the movie Nope is, yeah, like we said. That's like what it's called. The, yeah, Nope, which nope. Taylor revealed to me earlier this week. I did not know this. I that... didn't either, but I saw it yeah, pop ahead. up. Yeah. It was like not of planet earth yeah so the 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 title is called nope and everyone like if you watch the trailers or anything like they that, they say nope yeah it's just like people saying nope because it's scary and yeah. stuff like that and, and if aliens. you watch the trailer yeah if you watch the trailer it's like a western kind of yeah. setting mixed with alien yeah. and, and 
One thing I'm, I was a little bit disappointed with, honestly, is that they even revealed as much as they have in the trailers. Because when they yeah. first showed they didn't the show initial the trailers in theaters, mm-hmm. when we were going to other things, mm-hmm. like it was like, you know, months ago, um, the trailer basically showed that they lived like on this ranch yeah. out there and then it you could infer probably that yes. it was like a UFO or something yeah. like that. But there was just some lights out in the distance, yeah. and then they started Implied showing weird aliens. stuff. Well, I but like there was even enough like yeah, like it was aliens ish. But you could also see a world where it was not necessarily aliens. Yeah, and I thought that was actually really cool because I was like, well, what even is it? But yeah. now they've since shown in the trailers like just full on UFO flying, or so we think. Uh, it literally is a UFO. Maybe it'll like, maybe there'll be a weird twist. I mean, that's possible, but I just it feel is, like it is. I feel appeal. like I feel like they've made it a little bit less mysterious than yeah. it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which, who knows? Maybe it'll be yeah. really good. But that is something I'm saying pre movie. Yeah, getting it out on the airwaves right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I was I, I'm a little disappointed with that direction that they've taken. Right. So hopefully that doesn't carry over and. Hopefully I'm not disappointed right. by the movie. It's a it's like a Western set movie with aliens. Like that's like that should just be the awesome. exact plot like, of Outer Range, which we liked a lot. Yes. Watch um, that too. And it's directed by Jordan Peele, which I've and liked all really of his like movies. Jordan Peele's so, movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed that it's it's good. I mm-hmm. I was reading critic reviews because the, mm-hmm. the the critic reviews are roll, rolling out before the movies yeah. come out usually, um, and they are it was like eighty something percent. Mm-hmm. So Decent. it's it's, it's well being well received. I but... feel like his even get kind of lower reviews than I would give them. I mean, I think Get Out had like a ninety seven. Yeah, I don't and think Us think was as well-reviewed, though. Us, and I liked Us more than I Get Out. I think Us had one of them was really high, and the other was a little bit lower. Yeah, I don't remember which, don't one, remember which one was which, but... Yeah, but... I'm excited. I am also excited, yeah. We've been waiting since, like, the the first trailer dropped. Yes. We've been excited, so... Yes, and then the other one that's coming out, this is as not definitely not been as big of a deal to the two of us until... Like, we haven't been, like, actively waiting for this one. No. But I don't know the Gray Man yes. on Netflix. But it does have Ryan Gosling in it. Has we Ryan, love Gosling Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Um, well, the Ryan Gosling part is what's right. Us, yep, so. Chris Evans. Um, who Chris Evans is good in Knives Out, he is. and he's good in the first like three Captain America movies. Yeah, before movies. they ruin him. And then he's awful after yes. that. <laughs> yeah. But hot take. Uh oh. No, I don't think it's that off or that hot of a take. I don't know. Some people would disagree. Well, he. But they're wrong. They are wrong. Yeah. Um, they completely ruined his character mm-hmm. in Endgame, mm-hmm. and I will debate anybody who yeah. thinks otherwise. Yeah. Um, but that's a that's a different discussion for it a different is. day. Yeah. But no, Gray Man, which. I hadn't been like super invested in it. It's, it's kind of supposed to be like it. a. It's kind of supposed to be like, kind of like a James Bond or oh. like Mission Impossible kind of like espionage spy cool action movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I've kind of purposely not read too much into it. Yeah. Um, but what I have read is more about like the actual like not the actual movie itself, where um, Netflix has put a ton of money and resources into this really? as like their 
like their big blockbuster movie of like the year and possibly multiple Mm. years oh um because they have had a bad run apparently just with their like big movies like that they put a lot of resources into they've done poorly do you know what the other examples are i couldn't i I don't remember what the other ones were Mm -hmm. and that's probably part of the reason yeah Um, you're probably right but uh they are like they're kind of getting left in the dust by prime and obviously particularly hbo max and so like in the war you know in the in the streaming service wars um Go film. The Irishman, Ooh. which was a terrible, boring, boring movie. movie. We did not enjoy it. I saw Red Notice. Red Notice, yeah. Yeah. If you like that kind of movie, you probably like Red Notice. Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier is, is a very good movie. Good movie. We enjoy that. Um, but yeah, so they're putting a lot of effort into um, this one, and, and they're hoping that it turns out well obviously otherwise people are all going to get rid of netflix because well they, that, they're and getting that, more expensive yeah and that that very well may happen i mean if they're they're kind of running out of mm-hmm. like the big like things that are super appealing i mm-hmm. mean like they you know ozark is wrapped up yep i mean mindhunter hasn't come back i know no. those aren't the only things that they people need, care it's about the only but things things that, that we care about that's um, not true i just started watching a new s- series on netflix and i really enjoy it Stranger Things is another big one. That's, that's a big kind one. Of the, yeah, that's kind of the last big thing that they have. And whereas like HBO Max, it seems like they have new good stuff yes, coming out all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, because um, that's really where new movies go to thrive. Netflix is kind of where movies go to die. Well, yeah, I mean the, they've just been out for a while. Well, by the time. no, it's or it's, it's like they it's get certain not, ones. That, you know. So they're in the current. That, like the streaming services are their own studios now like, right exactly and yeah so like that's the next thing it's yes like who actually makes the good stuff right 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 and so hbo max i would say is like quite a bit better than netflix mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. i mean since we're talking about it we can briefly bring up the um it's this isn't a netflix thing this is the hbo max versus prime showdown yes so HBO Max recently, this has been in the works for a while if you pay attention to it, but um, if you don't, it's not that big of a deal. But they recently, like, kind of have really rolled out the, like, preparation and, like, dates for when they're going to air their new, like, Game of Thrones yes. prequel series, yeah. which, I mean, I wasn't really, like, super asking for necessarily, no. but I get it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. the. The first few seasons of Game of Thrones are so good. Yeah, like, like they're so very good. good. The last season or two are bad. Bad. Like bad. Really like, bad. They're like bad. terrible. They almost ruined the whole. Like if I couldn't differentiate and like make that delineation where it went from good to bad, I would. It would ruin the original. Like the good stuff for me. Yeah. Like they're that bad. They could ruin the the good seasons for yes. you. So very, very bad. But yes. they, so so, but I would say you know the fact that they were so good at the beginning gives me optimism that they yeah. would that they can reboot and learn from what they did poorly before. And I would say HBO Max's track record is that they probably high. figure that out. Yeah, because they are definitely the best show makers. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you far. just like look up best shows of all time, they're pretty much all from HBO. Yeah. So and then for good reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But. 
the other now the other thing that's coming out around the same time is and i don't know how much of like this was common knowledge but this will hit home for i think a lot of people because this is a very you know very 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 famous very popular yep. series amazon prime is having a lord of the rings they are series coming out around yes. the same time so like this is the end of this is end of august beginning of september when these are both going to start rolling out mm-hmm. um and uh i love the lord of the rings movies did not love the hobbit movies um he but love the lord of the rings movies yeah having watched the trailer for the new lord of the rings series on amazon prime uh-huh which they are spending $58 million per episode to make. Which is insane. Which is a wild number. I wow. mean, I, I'm not, like, super knowledgeable about how much each episode, you know, tends right. to cost on, things. like, a big, you know, yeah. like, for, like, a big-time series. Right. But you figure a 10-episode, a ten you know, season, half a bill... On yeah. on a season of a it show, better be good. And it does not look good. How does that? How do shows like that even make money? Because like a movie, you put that much money into it, and people go and like pay to watch that movie. But it's coming out on Prime. I'm not entirely sure. So is it just going to exactly. be from like, oh, I bought merch for this? I mean, I think the the general infinity. the general thought. Well, yes, merchandising, and then. Um, just adding subscription base like i guess because that's the that's the thing with modern streaming services Mm -hmm. is um they are competing to retain subscribers yeah like that's 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 what they're that's what they're doing Mm -hmm. um and so like i mean as we've seen with netflix or whatever people are or hulu i mean Mm -hmm. hulu is like the JV of JVs when it comes to streaming services. True. Sorry to all the Hulu lovers out there. I don't know why you, you would exist. No, but, only for their live TV. Um, well, that's different. That's but different, yeah. Like, um, yeah, you, it's, it's the, you know, everything. I mean, you're seeing all these networks and stuff now. Yeah. You all have your own streaming services and stuff like that. You're, it's, it's now just becoming, you know, for these different services you know who shows the best you know who can put out enough good content to keep people subscribe subscribe yeah. and stuff like that and so um i will say right now now not that amazon is struggling for money by any no, means um, they're kind of but well known I, for not struggling i would say i am very not optimistic that they are going to do well in the streaming battle yeah. if they are going to run I mean if they put that much money into this show given yeah. what I've seen already and he was not excited yeah I mean I wasn't like I didn't really have like a likelihood to be excited like I wasn't right. pre-excited for this mm-hmm. so like I had low expectations but I was just very underwhelmed it yeah. looked very I mean and this is the thing with so many shows nowadays, uh, other than HBO. Like, I'm a, I don't want to like sound like I just mm-hmm. like think HBO Max is like the second coming of Jesus or something like no. that, because that's obviously not true. Right. But is it is kind of the first coming of? Well, it's streaming good. Yeah, and like Netflix has had good shows, yeah. and Prime has had good shows. Yeah. Like Outer Range is on Prime. That's true, and, and we the do boys, enjoy that. like the boys, the first yeah, couple seasons yeah. of the boys. Don't watch that with kids. No. 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 Um, you know, they, they each have their own, yeah. you know, their own good shows. Like, right. I'm not saying, 
I just feel like Netflix or HBO Max has like a super high hit rate and yes. like it's almost always high quality. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the other ones are a lot more hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I don't get and then and then Disney Plus is obviously like a totally different category. Like yeah. it's a totally different group of people. Well, I mm. I say that, but like um, it's not a totally different group of people who have it. It's a different group of people that are being targeted probably yeah. by it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and it's and not they, us. And the, and the people that are being targeted by Disney Plus is yeah. a composite human being. Yeah, yeah. This, like, like, just the, the, the mean, like... Yeah, it's, like... It's, it's, it's everybody. Yes, yeah. It's like, let's make the but most generic, like, yeah. mass appeal thing that exactly. we can. They're very good at that. I, I wouldn't even I mean they they're they're good at mass appeal at attempting the mass appeal yeah like no they they're clearly good at mass appeal yeah um we're just not big everything is very Disney I don't yeah I, it's they, we, they have, we like have, darker stuff I it's not been, it's not dark well enough it's for not us. it's not even just that it's just not even that good yeah it's not good um, enough for us I didn't want to say it but yeah, it's true um but sorry Disney people hot yeah, take sorry yeah and feel free to to argue yeah but, you come to our blog leave us lots of comments but and, we'll argue we'll yeah, argue yeah. for sure about it um but no i just feel like um i feel like f- from what i saw the prime lord of the rings series looks almost a little disney yeah it did and I just feel like that's not really appropriate mm-hmm. for Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll, what you'll end up having is you will have a lot of Lord of the Rings fans get like, if that, if that, be I mean, angry. Be angry about it. Yeah. And you'll have put all of this money into that. And, and then, then just be rejected by them. Yeah. And, and they're not the only people that matter, obviously, because no. like you're trying to get a lot of people to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I don't know. Like, I don't, we'll see how, we'll really... see if it pays off. If you're not, like, a Lord of the Rings fan, if, like, why would you watch that? So, I feel like fantasy is a genre where if you're not into fantasy, you're not into fantasy. I am, like, not that big of a fantasy fan. It has to be really good for me to like it. And I would not just, like, go out of my way to watch a fantasy series or movie if it wasn't, like, wow, that's really incredible. Like, Game of Thrones is probably considered fantasy, and it's very good. And so I watched it, and I enjoyed it. Lord of the Rings is fantasy, and the movies are really good. And so, but if it's, like, a mediocre fantasy, I don't even want to get near it. See, the thing is, is with the original Lord of the Rings movies, the original trilogy, the thing is, it is a fantasy story, Mm -hmm. but it was not, it did not seem that fantasy-like. Yeah when you watch it um mm-hmm. part of it's the way they film it part of it is just the the way that the the way that the story is even written though it is like you have these like not realistic character or creatures or something mm-hmm. like that they're mm-hmm. actually written in a pretty realistic way where they're almost right. they're very humanoid in yes. a lot of ways yes. and so it's a lot more believable than yeah. that was like i know that was a big thing with tolkien versus c.s lewis Correct. is C.S. Lewis is a lot more fantasy-like right. in, in, like, some of his main works, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tolkien made, like, a fantasy world, but yeah. he tried to make it as realistic as possible. Right. Like, which it's a, it's a very interesting balancing act that he, yeah. that he pulled off, clearly, yes. which is why it's such a revered story. Yeah. And um, but, based on my knowledge of, like, 
Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and the kind of like mini friend battle that they went through based on their two different series. I think that Tolkien would not like that his IP is getting like milked for the cash because I feel like he was very passionate about building believable and like well written like he he wanted them to be like very thoughtful very masterpiece like he put a lot of effort into making them believable and yeah like a very high quality and if this is not that or take for example the hobbit (laughs) the hobbit movies yes um i just feel like it just looks so generic yeah and that's not clearly like Lord of the Rings was not meant to be generic. Yeah. It just looks like if you just kind of, you know, force-fed a, you know, a computer 10 million fantasy books. Yes. And it was like, And it just, like, made the most, like, it just, like, kind of made the composite fantasy story. Yes. Like, we all, I don't know, I just feel like it was very, like, stereotypical and generic. Yeah, looking. Looking and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, and... Part of it might be they have like a formula for what makes an appealing trailer or something like that, and they're mm-hmm. just sticking with that, you know. And so, keeping an open mind, mm-hmm. obviously, but not impressed initially. Nah. By that one. Whatever. If I hear that it's good, we'll watch it probably. But yeah, I mean, I'll probably still want to watch it. Yeah, we can watch but, it. If um, it's not really good, I, I'll tell you right now. I won't pay attention. Because, like, I didn't see Lord of the Rings for the first time until I was, like, fully an adult. Not that that means... But I, like, didn't have... Like, you have nostalgia with it. You know, you're like, wow, I remember watching these when they came out and they were so good. And, like, we've watched them so many times. I've Like, some of them I've only seen once. So Mm -hmm. I don't have that, like, deep-seated, like, oh, I need it, you know? So. Yeah. Big thing with... And this is, like, not even just unique to Lord of the Rings, but... I one of the things I loved about the original trilogy of movies was how realistic it looked. Yeah. Like the way they shot it was like it was like you were basically like following somebody around. It was like somebody walking just following these people going throughout their lives with a camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. We like movies that look realistic. And I like stylish movies too. I yeah. like movies that don't look that realistic. Right. Um, we don't like the unholy in between. Yes, which is like what almost every movie nowadays looks yes. like. Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily, but lots of that's a little bit extreme. Disney movies but, look that way. Not Disney movies. Lots of movies look that where it's like too um, fake. Too. It, they try really hard to make it look good. Right. And it looks according to them it looks good but yeah. it's so apparent that it every like the lighting is just like a studio yeah it's like very clear like that. that it's not shot so like, i would say like on location a movie that we like and a movie that i really liked um yeah the batman oh yeah is a movie that benefited from yeah. them being able to pull these types of I you agree. Know, things off you know clearly cinema you know cinematography has advanced mm-hmm. since the original lord of the rings movies were mm-hmm. made but but has it in in ways the hobbit movies do I, not look as good the, the as big the thing lord is i movies. less cgi is yeah. the is the big it just it doesn't look good i don't no. know why people think it's waste of time manpower it honestly, and it's like the really of, expensive that's why yes. i'm scared that these episodes are so expensive i'm afraid it's just like 
millions of dollars worth of CGI. The CGI which is orcs the worst in The Hobbit were a horrendous um, <laughs> creative dis- yes. um, decision because I mean I don't like I don't know I'm not an expert on like the costs and stuff like that. I can't. I find it hard to believe. I may be way off on this. I find I find it hard to believe given what I've heard about how expensive it is to CGI things in movies, that it would be more expensive or worse time, Mm -hmm. like it'd be a worse investment to like put the makeup on people like they did with the original movies. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, and then if you do that for just like 10 people, then you can just take those 10 people and you can still like CGI insert 50 copies of those 10 people and it still looks better than if you cgi 5,000 all fake orcs well yeah it's where every single one of them is cgi right yeah um i mean i don't know like you know i'm not an expert like i know there's definitely cgi in the original ones too right but it's just like it's it's on a much lower scale and um I just don't appreciate it. Are those like, giant birds not real? I thought they were real. I uh, well, well, that that was shot on site with okay. real with birds. real giant birds. Yes, and the but, and the tree people. Yes, those are real. Yeah. No, it was more like um, the it was like this. The CGI was like making Orlando Bloom a little bit less pale, so he looked mm. a little bit more realistic. I love the idea yeah. that he's less pale. Yeah, no, um, or like CGIing his like in his like accent apparently (laughs) like he just got rid of yeah between lord of the rings and the hobbit Mm -hmm. that was so bizarre because like it made me think that they're like i was like wait is orlando bloom like not actually in the hobbit because they're making him talk like a normal like american flat like no accent person when he he had an accent isn't he not american He's like yeah, that's, clearly I'm pretty not sure. American. His like baseline accent, I'm pretty sure, is a lot closer to yeah. what he was in Lord of the Rings. But then they just made him talk. That's a strange choice. That was so weird. I don't know. I still don't know what they were thinking with that. Yeah. I'll have to do some research into that yeah, sometime because that was just weird. Yeah. But anyway, that's coming out. So we have some things on the on the horizon in the entertainment world. We do. Um, that we'll get into in the future, I yeah. guess. Um, Let's talk but, about some things that were on the horizon in the past. Whoa! They're not. They're no. They've already happened. Okay, so things that already happened. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds like a plan. A little yeah. time travel. Yeah. You know, we're big fans of the time travel movies. If you like so. that, then you like the new show I'm watching on Netflix, Dark. But it's all in German, which is good for me because I'm learning German probably bad for the rest of you who probably don't want to listen to a show that's all in german yeah all right yeah yeah anyway yeah my little plug shout out all of the, I'm not done with it yet. the people who speak german out there yeah don't care. Um, speaking of european yeah here's this this sick transition I'm ready for it. speaking I'm ready. of european it's a good segue um, there's already. a massive european uh, tournament that was held there was. not that long ago in a sport that we don't like ever talk about. No, except for the one time a year Once where this year. tournament ro- rolls around. Yep, and and it's the biggest tournament of yeah. this sport. It is, and it is Can not you guess golf. What it is? Um, nope, we will never all. watch that. We uh, we um, actually did watch like three holes of golf of the masters of the masters yep. that's um, that was enough no what we're talking about is wimbledon yes. or as some people in the states like to call it wimbledon oh um i wouldn't even notice the difference it's 
it's a joke more mm-hmm. than it. Like ah. they make fun of Wimbledon because Wimbledon is all very like uh, high society, mm-hmm. high class. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. oh my 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 strawberries and cream. <laughs> like that's that's. Ah. God save the queen yes. and all that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, oh. Yes, taking place in Britain, in London, yes. the yes. Uh, city that houses, you know. The London Eye. The, the place where they shot parts of the James Bond. Oh, okay. Yes, for all, all those. Right. Yeah, that'll help that's you know, bring you back That's the only reason it, London's yeah. famous. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, well known for that. And yes. then, like... Um, their bridge fell down one time or something like that. I heard a At song least, about it one yeah, time. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's true. Anyway, ben Roethlisberger Wimble, Wim, Wimbledon. Right? Wimbledon. What? what did I you said say? Ben Roethlisberger lives there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Ben. Yes, the man, the yeah. man himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the granddaddy of them all is yes. what they like to call that in the tennis world. They do. Um, that's not true. No, I definitely I just know. made that up. Um Somebody calls something that because I've heard that. Yeah, that's the Rose before. Bowl. Ah. Yeah. They they call the Rose Bowl the granddaddy of uh, them all. Okay. But um, Wimbledon. Yeah. The the we watched zenith of, of tennis. Yeah. So they're like the four majors in tennis. Yes. I would be more. I, French I, Open. French US Open. Open. Yep. Wimbledon. Yep. And then apparently there's a fourth one. Australian. Oh, okay, sure. Yep. And so those are the four majors in. Tennis. Wimbledon is the most prestigious of yes. the of them all. Very Played on a grass court. Wow. Um, which, I, cool. Um, yeah. I mean. Grass. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool to watch. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. But. Um, it holds up well, honestly. I mean, well, I don't know. You get some pretty. For the number of games that they play on there. Well, yeah. I'm impressed. That's some good. Yeah. That's some good lawn management. You get some pretty ratty looking. At the uh, end, yeah, yeah, it gets some, it gets some, some dirt patches. Yes, but considerable. Truthfully, well, for course. how many steps are taken in that area? Yes, looks pretty good. I, yeah. I, I see you, lawn people at Wimbledon. Yes, I stand you. I'm here for it. Taylor, Taylor, out here cheering for the grounds crew. Yes, um, but and the ball boys. Yes, they are insane. Yeah, yeah, wild. <laughs> so weird to watch they're so robotic yeah. they're so trained well yeah clearly yeah but um wimbledon, anyway yes so wimbledon the big the big tennis tournament yes. of the year um second best to u.s open because usa but Amen. um people would say the wimbledon's the biggest one yes. um we're as as we have kind of hinted at we're not like rabid tennis fans um, Once a year we are. But that is absolutely true. Um, this happened a couple years ago, actually. Um, I think it was the last Wimbledon before COVID uh-huh. happened, um, where like a random Sunday we got back from church or something yeah. like that, and Wimbledon was on, and we, we were, were like, like oh, let's just watch Wimbledon. Wimbledon. And like, we're huge, you know. We loved it. Huge tennis fans yeah. for an hour. You know, yeah. So, but yeah, we 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 watched the Wimbledon again we for uh, our yearly check in on tennis, mm-hmm. um, and pretty awesome, honestly. I yeah. it's kind of one of those things. Every time I watch tennis, I wish I was more into tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the calendar is for tennis is not like ideal. I feel like the big events happen at like bad times, other than Wimbledon, like, right? Because Wimbledon happens in the middle of. Of summer when yeah. sports are dead, essentially, yes. other than, like, 
maybe a tiny bit of basketball like, yeah, and then like Formula, Formula One, One now. Except then, it's about to go on break too. Exactly. What are we so gonna do? We have one random sport yeah. that is super lame and nobody likes or nobody should like, baseball. which is baseball. Yeah. Um, which just needs to die yeah. as a sport so something else can take its place. It's Maybe true. tennis. Um, Maybe tennis. I would rather watch tennis than baseball. Yeah, I wish that they can Because uh, I know that the U.S. Open is in, like, September or, like, mm. fall. Which but is, like, the on. worst time. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that Because football. football is on. Base, or basketball is about to ramp up. Yep. I mean, like, that is that is the worst time to yeah. have a fringe sport. Um, I mean, this year, the, the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup, which will be, like, the seventh most relevant sport uh, to the country, the, the, you know, to people who care about sports that actually matter. Um, <laughs> to Americans. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's going to be distantly down there. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, because the, the reason I know that is because I was watching football one day, and then I randomly, like, flipped around, and then I, the U.S. Open final was on, mm. and... Um, and so I'll, I, that's you were all. like, oh, cool. And I just watched Back it. because oh. No, I was watching because it was kind of the football had kind of died, died down for the day. And then mm-hmm. um, Roger Federer was yeah. in, the, in the final against um, a, a Brazilian guy. His last name is Del Potro. Um, and the entire, like, fan, like, all the fans wanted the Del Potro guy to win. And mm-hmm. I didn't get it because I was like, wait, isn't Federer the the Isn't really good one the but good then it one? took me a while a little bit to realize yeah. oh that's why they wanted to win. right yeah um but anyway so that in this um this edition of um wimbledon the final was between novak djokovic uh-huh. who Jake's i guy. i have so yes so for those of you who aren't into tennis yeah there's kind of this probably most of you most people because um, we're american right but some people we like are NASCAR but some people football baby that's Yep. Not not true. We don't house. like NASCAR. No, we don't. Um, but there's kind of this at this constant debate going on. Yes. In the world of tennis, which I'm not an act, you know an active member of, but I, I know enough to know yeah. this. For who is the greatest tennis player of all time? Yeah. And right now, there are three guys still <laughs> active that are probably the top three yeah. contenders all time. Federer, yep. Serena Williams. I'm kidding. Yes, yes. <laughs> Federer and then Serena and Venus Williams. Yes. Um, <laughs> but these three, these three players, because they are quite a bit ahead of everybody else in terms of major majors one, which is mm-hmm. kind of the, the way that people measure who's mm-hmm. the best is how many majors have you won yeah. and those are those four that tournaments that we mentioned earlier yeah so they're all like they're, they're all clustered around like 20 mm-hmm. um and then the next closest guy is like 14 so like these three and they're all still playing and so mm-hmm. like you kind of get to see this played out in real time almost yeah. like you know who's going to be you know the goat mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so the um, the three people are Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, and then Rafael Nadal. Mm-hmm. Um, as of now, um, Nadal, I, I believe, is is ahead. Nadal has the most. He's won um, 22. I believe Djokovic has 21, and I think Federer has 20. Okay. Um, the, like, subplot of that, or, like, a little bit of context is... 
Djokovic is a little bit younger than mm-hmm. the other two. Mm-hmm. And so I think the general working assumption is that he's probably going to end up with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the argument is, well, he kind of caught them at the back end of their primes. Would he have won everything? So I was right. Um, would he have won as many if he would have played them at their primes? But then the question is, okay, would they have won as many? You know, right. so like it's yeah. not really, you can't really, but he's beaten them and he's done well against both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the, to fill in everybody, so Rafael Nadal is like excellent, like transcendently good on clay courts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's won the French Open, I believe, 14 times. Wow. Just a one tournament, but he like dominates that one tournament. Whereas Federer and Djokovic are a little bit more Gra- diverse and, and like they well because there's clay, there's grass, and there's like composite. Mm. Which That's is, probably what America has. It is what America has had, and then I believe Australia is the same way. Mm. Um, if I'm wrong, like I, I'm, I, let I'm us know, okay. tennis yes, fans. Yes, please. Let, we please know let there's at least know. one of yes. you listening. Yes, we know. We know that we have some tennis fans that listen. Yeah, or at but, least one. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, time to end the podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, um, I'm kidding. So you know, there's arguments over. I don't know. There, you can make a billion different arguments, but so essentially, you have to kind of pick who your guy is yeah. to back, like, who do you think the GOAT is? Mm-hmm. And I picked Novak Djokovic yes. because um, he was, like, the best one at the time when mm-hmm. I started really paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I never liked Nadal. And the reason I didn't like Nadal is because when he hits the ball, especially as it gets later on and mm-hmm. like the, the match and stuff, he really does sound like a girl hitting it. And like it, that's literally the only like that's this is funny. this was the rationale. It was I love like that. me as like a twelve year old kid. Yes. I was like, was, why do I not like this guy? I love that because he kind of sounds like a girl when he hits the ball, <laughs> and he also has longer hair, so he kind of looks a little bit like a girl. Yeah. And that's literally it. And then um, Federer, I didn't really like. There's, I don't think you can really feasibly hate Roger Federer, and so like um, it was basically between him and Djokovic, but Djokovic mm-hmm. was better, I thought, mm-hmm. and so I picked Djokovic. Mm-hmm. And so I've, like, been in the Novak Djokovic corner all this time. Yeah. Um, which I feel like in my interaction with tennis fans, and uh-huh. I, it, it's not just, like, you know, they're, they're, I've interacted with numerous tennis fans about this, and so, like, I have some sample size for this. Yeah. I feel like most actual, and these are people that are like actually invested and knowledgeable about yes. the sport. Yeah, not just people who like us who watch Wimbledon every year and yes. then that's it. Yes, they. I feel like they get mad when somebody like me comes around and I'm like, I like Djokovic. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm trying to think of like the best. I mean, he's kind of almost like an Aaron, Ro- the Aaron Rodgers of tennis uh-huh. um except he's actually good and he wins like you know he actually wins at the highest level uh-huh. um unlike Aaron Rodgers yeah but um people don't like I don't I feel like a lot of tennis people like appreciate his skill but don't really like him mm-hmm. some people I'll just say it right now tennis people are kind of snobby sometimes I know that's hard to believe well it's uh, tennis Right. It was invented in France. Of course they're snobby. Yeah, and so, like, so like, <laughs> not all tennis fans are snobby. No, I'm not no. saying that. But, like, some, like, there are a lot of snobby tennis fans. And, like, I feel like, so Djokovic, like, will get, like, a little angry sometimes or something. Now, and we'll get it, it gets this. He is not the most extreme when it comes to this. No. 
Um, but there are like things that he does that like the tennis, the oh, that does not that would not work in my club, mm-hmm. you know, my tennis club. Um, like those types of people don't necessarily like Djokovic as much. I don't know yeah. he's not like the classical. I feel like he's more like the new age ish type of uh-huh. guy. Um, and I, so I've always liked him, and so that's you know so he was in the final, and then he was taking he was. on Nick Kyrgios. Yes. Who is um, this like younger guy who's even um, more? No, I, not, it, it's not even comparable. Not it's not even. It's not even comparable. Yeah, um, not Tennessee, the state. Ten, Tennessee. Yes, he's not Tennessee. Yeah, he he would not fit in at all in Tennessee. No tennis player would fit in. At no, all in no, 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 no. Because no, they have no. way too much class. Yeah. Um, even Nick Kyrgios. Um, <laughs> yes. Nick Kyrgios is like. So Novak Djokovic is kind of like like watching him play tennis and like if somebody else could like if like an actual knowledgeable tennis person could like jump in yeah because that's know, not me and like at some point and like I'm sure that there are better ways to describe him but he's just kind of like good at everything mm-hmm. like he's just awesome at everything Novak Djokovic he's so like he's super well rounded he's like very like adept defensively and offensively like i th- this is super simplistic way of describing him he's almost like a like a like a blanket almost on defense where it just feels mm-hmm. like you like will hit it and like he's just like always there mm-hmm. he's like omnipresent almost mm-hmm. yes defensively and then he's just very like precise offensively like he's just a- supremely skilled mm-hmm. supremely skilled mm-hmm. um and then Curios is like he has skills, but he is like a big time hothead. Well, not only is he a hothead, but like even in the way he plays, he's just big time boomer bust. Mm-hmm. Like even mm-hmm. like from a play to play, like a point to point standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like Djokovic is like super steady. Uh-huh. I feel like as like the best players all are, they yeah. are all very steady in a lot of ways. Um, but like Curios is like super volatile and so it's very and not only from a like you were saying not only from like a playing standpoint Mm -hmm. but from a personality standpoint Mm -hmm. um he just kind of like one of his kind of coping mechanisms with like tension and all the pressure and stuff is he just kind of starts yelling at people yeah um it's not necessarily like a thing about him Mm -hmm. but that's just kind of what he does Mm -hmm. and so um he doesn't necessarily in in the moment have the decorum that a lot of yeah. tennis players he's have. He's Australian. So He's an Aussie. It, it makes sense, yes. right? But he yeah, and so he's very it's like if you were He American. is very entertaining yeah. to watch mm-hmm. both from a tennis and personality standpoint. Yeah. And so he's not he's so inconsistent that he's very talented and like the things that he does really well he does like really well like he has a very good serve like he's a like a devastating serve Mm -hmm. he has some really like he just like will mix in like really cool like wacky hits he looks like he's not even trying Mm -hmm. um which honestly you wonder if he should maybe try a little harder honestly right (laughs) because sometimes he's so nonchalant Mm -hmm. about everything Mm -hmm. whereas like it's weird because like Djokovic looks effortless to a degree right but it's because he's making things really difficult look really easy whereas mm-hmm. like i feel like curios is like almost trying hard to make it look 
even yeah. more nonchalant than it should right, right. than it really is yeah. and like um it almost hurts him sometimes and I, maybe not even some quite a bit yeah um but he's yeah he so they are ve- like two very different personalities um mm-hmm. and styles and stuff and so it's actually but it was, it was kind of fun to watch because curios had some like pretty not even just that match but like leading up in the tournament ahead like he had some pretty fiery exchanges with people some pretty heated matches and stuff like that but he was definitely like he's like he's box office like mm-hmm. as a tennis player like he is somebody you want to watch yeah because he's fun to watch he's like actually like he's legitimately mm-hmm. a fun player to watch play mm-hmm. because of the way that he plays but then also just the added like personality side of things where he's very volatile volatile and demonstrative mm-hmm. and he's just very he's very unique and so to get that matchup was honestly kind of perfect i mean like Nadal versus Djokovic would have been really good too because mm-hmm. of like their battle against each yeah. other, you know, for goatness. Yes. Um, but Nadal ended up like uh, retiring from the tournament from because of an injury. Yeah. Um, and wasn't Federer also injured? Yeah. So he had so, like pulled his yeah. abs or something. Yeah. So both of them were out. Yeah. Um, of the tournament before mm-hmm. you know before they didn't get eliminated like mm-hmm. normally. Um, but honestly, in all, in all honesty, like getting that matchup and it was really high level. Like I'm not like a, you know, said a million times already. We're not tennis experts here. No, I am not. I don't have the most critical eye when it comes to, I was like, Oh wow. How about that footwork? And oh, like, yes. oh, del- oh, the backhand. Delightful return oh. there on the, on the, on the outer side to turn into a, into a forehand. And the, you know, it's like, I, I literally, I'm like, Oh dang, that was cool. He hit that really hard. And yeah. Like, wow. Look at him moving. Whoa. And hit, hit the thing again. Oh, that time he hit it. Not wow. As hard, oh man. On purpose. And then Whoa. it's like, Oh man, he didn't hit it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Every single year we watch Wimbledon, I have to have Jake re-explain how tennis scoring works yeah. to me, so I'm not a pro. To be fair, it is kind of confusing if you don't yeah. really know it. Yeah. Also, I've only recently figured out, like, the three big names. Yeah. Before, Jake would be like, is this person a tennis or a soccer player? And I'd be like, soccer? <laughs> and I was never right. Yeah, I, I, know, I know more than, like, I know a decent amount about tennis. Like, I and know, I know as much about tennis as the average American. I am knows. not an expert in tennis. Like, there are definitely. Like, I am probably. I am probably more knowledgeable than your average sports fan about tennis. Right. But I am not more knowledgeable than your average tennis fan about Correct. tennis. Yeah. And so, um, but it's fun. It's and honestly, like, I, I really. It's fun do, to watch. I enjoy tennis as a sport. Like I said yeah. earlier, I really do wish that their schedule, like, yeah. f- fit a little bit better in the sporting schedule, mm-hmm. like the sports schedule throughout the year. Because I would love to watch all four of the majors if they were not on during or during well football or basketball. Yeah. I mean, like either of those times. If they were just all in the summer, yes. Like they just had like I know that that's not really feasible, but like you know, I mean, it wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense because that'd be like an insane two months or yeah. whatever. But like, if they could just put like two or three of the majors like at like the end of between like the end of April and mm-hmm. like the end of August, mm-hmm. you know, that's I mean, that's because like five months. These almost. aren't just like a one day thing; they're tournaments. Yes, they're like weeks long. Weeks long, yeah. yeah so, but. Um, but no, the Wimbledon is a cool is a very cool event. Like it's one of the it's one of those 
sporting events that it, it you know like the Masters. I don't, I don't really care for the Masters, no. but like it is one of those sporting events that even if you're not a huge fan of the sport necessarily, yeah. if you are even a mild sports fan, you probably want to watch. You would want to tune into it. And, or at and, least a little. And they had a really good final this year. Yeah, it like, was really from a, an entertaining standpoint, and like it was so. I would say like. A, a positive directional move for tennis as a sport going yeah. forward. I think that there's like the one thing with tennis is because of all three of those guys, you know, having dominated so much for the last, you know, couple decades. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a feeling that, you know, is there, is it even going to be worth watching because those guys are kind of on their way out, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, you know, is there going to be anywhere near the level of ability and star power in the next generation? And so there's not really anybody that's kind of risen up to be that next, the next mm-hmm. dominant tennis players. Yeah. There are some that are definitely in the mix right now, but they're still kind of a little too young. And those three have such a stranglehold on the sport in yes. general. They don't win every single tournament, but they mm-hmm. win so many of them that, like, it's it's hard for anybody else to really you know make their mark right so but it's yeah wimbledon thumbs up yeah a lot of fun to watch four thumbs up in this house yeah. wimbledon's a it's a really cool it's a really cool sporting event um mm-hmm. yeah it's i would love to go sometime it would be really fun yeah. i don't know if we're classy enough I would I would start working to I becoming see, classy. I think it's chilling out a little bit. I think that for a while is unattainable for the normal fan. I saw a lot of people in t-shirts. Yeah, in I mean stands. it depends on like if you yeah, it's it's not. You don't have to you don't have to know the queen. Now to it's go, expensive to get into the final. Yeah, you might have to have as much money as the queen. Yes. We don't have to go to the final. No, but you can also you can just sit outside the thing and just Which watch cool. it outside. Too. That looks really neat. I yeah. I don't think I'd noticed that before, yeah. but it looked cool. So, so. You can yeah. So we'll definitely that's definitely like kind of a bucket list. Yeah. Sporting Sports event thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Like I would put that higher than the Masters personally. Oh like, yeah. By quite a bit. Like I, I would, mean strawberries and cream or pimento cheese sandwich. You I have me. heard good things about both. So. And I know that one would be cheaper, famously. Yes. The master's food yes. is really cheap. It is. I love the, I love cheap food. <laughs> Might have to go to the master's just to eat the just cheese. Just eat food. the cheese sandwich. Yep. I love cheese. Yeah. So that was tennis. That was so who knows, maybe maybe we'll follow tennis a yeah. little more closely going forward. I, I would be interested in following tennis. Yeah. It's hard to break into. Yeah. Curios Curios is definitely somebody to like. I'm glad that he made it as far as he did because classic like, Joker fan being like, "Oh yeah, I like curios." Yeah, that's all the tennis people are like. You would. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's kind of like a bromance between Djokovic and Curios mm-hmm. um, for numerous reasons. Yeah. That, so Djokovic didn't kind of notably didn't get vaccinated. Oh, I didn't. And they know. were just really dumb, like the just no. tennis people in no. general were really dumb about Doubt. like not letting him get back into the sport mm-hmm. and like Curios was like really like the only tennis guy that was like very outspokenly like that's ridiculous like why is mm-hmm. he not allowed to play and mm-hmm. stuff like that and so that's part of it too and yeah. I think they disrespect like it, they had a really I mean it was a really entertaining match between mm-hmm. the two of them mm-hmm. and so I think they respect each other yeah 
I mean, I clearly, I mean, I think everyone would respect Djokovic, but like, right. I think he respects Kyrgios for mm-hmm. number of reasons. And he's fun. I mean, he's really like talented. He's mm-hmm. very fun to watch. And so, like, he could be a guy that, like, you know, I mean, he's not like young, young right now. I think he's like yeah. twenty-seven or something like that. Um, but like, he well, could like, be the top three aren't young. No, yeah, he could be a guy that like he's definitely a guy to monitor yeah. going forward because I think he could be a guy. They, like, this could be one of those. You get the confidence, mm-hmm. you know, really feel confident in yourself. You made yeah. it to the Wimbledon final. You right. had a good match with, yes. you know, maybe the best tennis player of all time. Right. And ar- not even arguably the best right. tennis player yeah, of yeah, all time. If, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. The tennis fandom just irate after yeah, this tennis pod. people. Tennis people are so mad yeah Djokovic has been so good like ever since he played at Duke yeah it just reaffirms for the tennis fans what uh people who watch Wimbledon once a year think yes yes yeah no but no so it'll be fun to watch honestly yeah 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 kind of cool to watch every year I'm like why don't we watch more tennis so yeah I'm I I would say tennis is a is is a sport because this is the thing we've met I think we mentioned this on the pod Maybe numerous times. We're searching times. for more sports. We're always looking for because obviously football and yep. basketball, like yep. love only both part of, of those year, sports. Man. But we need like another sport. Like so, Formula One is definitely yeah. filling that role. Um, another one is World uh, World Chase Tag. Oh, that was so bomb! It it came on after I think qualifying for one of the Formula One races, and we were just like, let's just see how this plays out. And it was so entertaining. I could not watch it all the time, but no. it was so funny to watch yeah. grown adult men run around and try and tag each other. Yeah. And it's physically impressive. Yeah, parkour. Like they stuff. do some wild parkour stuff. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really a huge like parkour person at nope. all. Like I just that doesn't really like. I mean, no, like it's, it's impressive. Like fireworks. It's like, like impressive. Like it's impressive. Yeah. As in, like I would not be able to do that no, but it, it's but not I one of those things where i'm like how. oh that's cool like uh, that's super cool mm-hmm. i want to watch people who do parkour mm-hmm. all the time but that was legitimately like when you it actually was, add some fun. functionality yeah. to it i'm like okay that's actually cool yeah, like yeah. You're, you're not just like jumping off a building and rolling right. you know it's on onto a hill three yes. stories you know like three yeah. stories down from you it's right. like you're actually putting some athleticism into it yes not that i don't think parkour people are aren't you know it's not that yeah. i don't think they're athletic right but um but yeah so world chase tag that's pretty fun honestly that's yeah we we did enjoy that not probably one for the one yeah day probably not watched. going to like fully supplant probably any of these not. other sports no. but um but we're we're hunting we're tennis searching. tennis i would say Making a making a run at being that sport, yeah. Um, especially now that sports are super, 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 super down. Like yep. just there's nothing. No, nope. Formula One's gonna go on break after this weekend, and yep. then and what will we do? Literally just waiting for college football, fall practice yep. to start. It's it's that time of year where we just search. Iowa football highlights, and we just hang out yes. on YouTube for like three yes. hours yes. and hope that it feels as good as a real game, yep. and it never does. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a little sad to think about, yeah. but but it's coming. But it's almost football time. We know. I mean, speaking of Iowa, yeah. we kind of the last thing that we were going to chat, we can chat about tonight is just a little bit of developments with the Iowa. Sporting, sporting sports? scene, yeah. In general, um, we'll have a. I think we'll have a full like podcast 
breakdown of the Iowa football like, oh, baby. Oh, depth yeah. chart and stuff later this Listen, year. Listen, the the twenty twenty four like championship national champion, national yes. the twenty twenty four natty. I don't want to be too extreme, but might be it's, more it's... more reasonable than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all in, baby, and, and we're, yep. we're quadruple Iowa, all in. Iowa now. 2024. Amen. You heard it on our podcast like yeah. months ago. Come back here it. when you have a new Natty winner. Yep. So, but we're, we're the the hype train is rolling all the oh. way. Choo-choo. And a big part of that is Iowa landing five-star offensive lineman Caden Proctor, greatest lineman of all time, aka like the most terrifying. Look up pictures. This like, kid is in high school. Yeah. Look Google right now, Caden Proctor. K a d y n. Look him up. Proctor, P r o c t o r. That man is bigger than. Any of our listeners could ever hope to be, well, <laughs> including us. We're listening to ourselves yeah. right now. That man could eat most of us for breakfast. He's yeah. in high school. Yep. He's Plays massive. From, so at um, Southeast Polk yep. High Shout School. Out. Shout out Southeast Polk grads. Thank you for um, going to Iowa. Yep. Um, that's true. Yeah. Um, but Southeast Polk, so plays against, you know, Iowa high school football players. This dude, 6'8", 330. Insane. As a, as a junior, going to be a senior in And, like, you have school. to think, he's in high school, so that's unrefined. Plays. He's only going to get better. Plays some basketball, like, multi-sport athlete. But, yeah, number one offensive lineman in the country. Crazy. Iowa beat out Alabama, amongst yeah. other schools. That's because... Alabama's not going to win the Natty in 2024. Exactly. You saw the writing on the he wall. He knows. Yeah, yeah, he knows. Um, but, yeah, pretty um, – it's pretty wild to think about, like, um, like we don't need to go too, too, too far in depth, like, about no. all this. Maybe, maybe we will Soon. some other time and Soon stuff. Soon we will. But thinking about, like, where Iowa was recruiting-wise um, a couple – like, you know, a year – a year ago, like from today, mm-hmm. like a year previous um, to when we're recording, you know, with the Southeast Polk. So Southeast Polk, obviously Caden Proctor. Yep. And then also last year, Xavier Wampa. X. X. Yep. Um, is all, they were both at Southeast Polk. They were. And it was looking, honestly, last year that Iowa was probably not in a great spot with either of them. X. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, Caden was younger, so like it was further out, and so yeah. you never knew for sure. Um, but it looked like Iowa was probably it was going to be like you know X was probably going to go to Ohio State or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then you fast forward to this year, where you know they land him, they end up getting X, and then I don't know, you know, I don't know how significant that was in getting Proctor to come to Iowa. I think it was significant, but I I I, 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 I find it hard to believe that it didn't play at least. A, a considerable yeah. role in that. And so, you know, that's two five-star dudes. We're lit about this um, season. Coming to the team. And if you if you kind of look at the depth chart, we'll kind of we'll, we'll we'll look into it, you know, maybe later on a, yep. a, a dedicated pod with the the whole squad able to, to mm-hmm. weigh in on Oh yeah, stuff. we got to get the whole gang together um, for that. Yeah, and so for those of you wondering, uh Will and Josh both busy right now. Yeah. Um they have I don't know big big kid things yeah to do or whatever something. 
but they're too cool for us now. Yeah, um, but they will be back. Yeah, they will um, for a few. Then they'll be back episodes. to being not cool with us. Yes, exactly. Be perfect. But if you look forward into like the next year or two, yeah. the offensive line talent that Iowa started stockpiling. Yeah. On top of some of the defensive talent that they've been stockpiling. Yeah. And now, if only we could get a quarterback that wasn't Spencer. Peters. If they could get quarterbacks and we even have some, good wide receivers now. They have a couple good wide receivers. If they could get a little more wide receiver depth. Yeah. Probably. Um, I mean, you're looking at like a, a pretty salty team. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, yeah. I mean, so so. Like for for reference, like I know I said I gave you know I described Caden Proctor's measurables, but one thing that I would recommend just for you know a a real life you know physical comparison, just Google Caden Proctor Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. They took a picture together on one of his visits, and Caden yep. as a I believe he was still a junior, yeah. like early in his junior year at that point, like just. Like or even it might have even been between sophomore and junior year. Yeah, was already bigger than Tristan Wirfs, who is not a small man. He's not little. Not and a he's small man. Not bad at football. No, and I'm not saying that Caden Proctor is like auto as good as Tristan Wirfs, but like you have to think. He definitely has. Um, he has the pedigree to be in that same yeah. category of player. And so this season of Iowa football, it really has me like I am ready to be hurt yeah. again. Yeah, so he's like, not gonna be on the team this year. My hopes are too high. I don't yeah. care. Just going forward, my hopes are just like unbelievably way too high for yeah. this team. I'm 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 fully back in maybe yeah. last season. You know, we lost to in in that one game to that one team um, that we didn't deserve to be in anyway. What? I don't want to say. I don't want to talk about it. We okay. lost okay. in the Big Ten yes. championship, okay. was... and it hurt. But I knew it was going to happen. You just yes. knew. You just knew. Yes. Um. Anytime Iowa gets in the in the top five talk, it, you just know what's coming. You know yeah. what's going to hurt. Yeah. And I'm I'm ready to be hurt again, baby. Yeah. I, back in. I'm Back ready. In. I'm I'm all in on the Iowa hype I'll train. Like, I'm way too hyped about it. It's gonna hurt so bad yeah. if they don't pull it off. But I believe that they're gonna pull it off. So it's all good. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> that's okay because this year is just building towards the natty season next. Exactly. Year. It's not 2024 it's not, yet. Yeah, it's not. It's the 2024 national champions. Yeah. Is, Look out. But uh, yeah, Caden Proctor will be on the team for that yeah. season. You might have to and go to residency at Iowa, so we can be back that for is, that. Yeah, that is something that we've talked about, honestly, <laughs> and it's not—it's not the most insane thing. No, I only went to Iowa because I wanted to watch the football. I didn't tour any other schools. I was like, I just want to watch Hawkeye football. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. They, they, they've, and I uh, had a great time. They've been recruiting some some talent <laughs> now. Like they they're. There are a couple positions that they could beef up a little bit better, but we're honestly beefing with the, up some man with the talent that they have at basically all the other positions. It may not even matter that much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like like you heard it here first, Iowa twenty twenty four national. You can champions. hear you can hear how excited we are. It's like we're we're dangerous. I know. Excited. I'm like trying to like. I know we're trying talk to talk myself down. No, nah, no, nah, we are. You can hear it. We but, are. We're excited. Yeah, so that was notable. Also, in that time period, they also landed, you know, just another four-star offensive oh, you lineman, know. you know, from 
O-line you. Yeah, O-line you. Um, so, yeah, Iowa, Iowa's recruiting it pretty well. Not too bad. No? Yeah, they got some – they're going to have some some dudes on, yeah. on their offensive line. Yep. And, yeah, I don't, like – I'm 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 gonna keep like I'm gonna have to like stop myself. We will do a full we'll do a we full will. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a full we'll, depth chart breakdown yeah. and and you know kind of do a preview of the season mm-hmm. as we get closer to fall camp and that yeah. kind of sorts itself out a little bit more yeah. because there are definitely a decent number of positions that are fairly up in the air mm-hmm. at this point and so um, that'll be and and so that'll be like its own podcast worthy yes. of a topic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We're we're just saying right now, full steam ahead on that twenty twenty four natty because yes. uh, yeah, Caden Proctor amongst others, bringing that squad to to the top of the sport. Yeah, but no, he is. Yeah, um, X. I mean, X was a another. I mean, five star. You know, top safety in the country. Mm-hmm. But Caden Proctor is an even like even a slightly higher. You know, top. I mean, top ten, top five ish prospect in the country yeah at a position that iowa tends to do very well with and so you might be yeah i mean like it's hard to say you never know but like he's pretty much you know right on track to you know first round offensive lineman yeah. you know in the mix for top five pick right yeah. off the bat just purely off of like the physical stature because mm-hmm. they don't make six eight three thirty guys a lot no. coming out of high school they usually don't make a lot of those guys in college, no. and so, um, so yeah. What is in the water? I don't know. South, Southeast, Southeast Polk. Polk. What they, they got in that water? My school didn't have it. I'll say it right now. A, a semi underrated um, piece of this is current Iowa running back um, Gavin Williams, um, who's gonna. Who I'm also very excited. About. I won't get too deep into that because that that'll be another pod. But like he, so he was originally from Southeast Polk. He mm-hmm. transferred to Dowling his senior year. Ah, yes. And you know, just to win a state. Yeah, just wanted to win the Natty. Um, natty. But uh, the Statey is that what they call it? That him. You and won then, the Statey. Yes. Um, <laughs> Gavin Williams. Um, good friends with both of those guys, yep. though, because he, I mean, grew up. He played Southeast Polk until right. his last year, so yeah. he's very you know familiar with those guys. So, you know, him being on Iowa, too, definitely did not hurt with trying to get X and who definitely didn't hurt trying to get Caden. Yep. And then also Arlen Bruce and Brody Brecht. You know, Des Moines also, guys. They're all Des, yeah. Des Moines guys. And so... They're putting out some products. Getting some of the... Getting all those guys together. Yeah, shout out Des Moines. Starting yes, thank you. Out. Thank Arlen you, Arlen Bruce isn't from Des Moines, no. but, like... Um, Des Moines been churning Thank out some, anyway. some some prospects lately, yeah. and so um, something to look forward to. Because if, if if Iowa can start like Iowa high school can start churning out some you know yeah. higher level talent, look out world. I mean that helps. Yes, that, that sure helps. It does. Oh, We're gonna be the Florida of high school uh, football. Yes, yes, look Iowa out. like a short a short path to becoming the. The, the Texas of the, high school football. Yes, the Texas. Let's yes. go. But anyway, yeah. So that's Iowa football update. Yep. We'll we'll have more to talk about. There's Clearly. a lot to talk about. Clearly. Yeah. But staying with Iowa for our last topic really quick, tune in on our last podcast, we it was the I believe it was the NBA draft. Yeah. Um that was live fun. show and we kind of 
live mourned Keegan Murray getting drafted by the Kings. Or so we thought. Well, Kings fans were disappointed to or a degree, so they thought. and they and they have been treated to the summer league MVP, Keegan Animal, Keegan Murray, the goat, the man himself, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the yes. athlete that. All other fan bases are mourning over because yep. they don't have him. Yep. And he's looking spicy. Yes. So NBA Summer League just got done about a, about a week ago. Yeah. And on Monday of this week, Keegan Murray was awarded Summer League MVP after averaging 24 points a game. Yeah. Uh, almost 10 rebounds a game. Shot yeah. close to 40% from three, 50% from the field. Basically, just dominated. He was an league. animal. Like yeah. he popped off. Yeah, so much so that like I think the so he got and, and the thing was is he was doing it against a lot of other highly rated prospects from his class. Yes. That, that's one of the things that's cool about the summer league is they go out of their way to try to match up the top mm-hmm. prospects against each other, mm-hmm. and they um, all look like chump change. Well, okay, so. He definitely dominated Chet Holmgren. Well, yeah, but like a strong... If you've been listening to this podcast, you would have known that was coming. A strong breeze would dominate Chet Holmgren. Um, He didn't get to match up with Jabari Smith because he had dominated so much that they they rested him for that They benched him because he was too good. Um, But, yeah, he he basically... He won the the matchups against against Chet... Decidedly, yeah. He outplayed Benedict Matherin, who is another guy that some people um, had argued were was a better pick than Keegan at mm-hmm. that stage. One of the things that was kind of interesting to that that I find entertaining is like people um, clearly not having really watched Keegan play yeah. at all talking about how Keegan plays and then being like, yeah, so he's 20, you know, he's going to be 22. I don't know, people just get hung up on the age thing with mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. and they don't realize, we've talked, Taylor and I have talked about yes. this a million times yeah. at this point, that he was, like, physically a late bloomer. Like, he's, yeah. like... Oh, he's a twin. Most twins are. Physically... They're smaller. Yeah, he's physically probably at least a year or two behind. Yeah. Like, just where most kids are like nba yes. prospect kids mm-hmm. are um like he didn't he didn't grow until his senior year of high school and then he needed like he grew so late that you know he didn't even really have a d1 offer at right. that point and then iowa you know took him after he took yeah. kind of a, a gap like a prep school year right i think this is what happened to me because i didn't hit my growth spur until college so that's, that's why i didn't have any d1 basketball that's offers. yeah that's yeah. true so otherwise they would have number been one pick, knocking down my door number one pick next year taylor mm-hmm. that's yeah. okay i don't want to be in the wnba i was gonna say nba as many people watch me oh yeah yeah i was gonna say as many people watch me play basketball now as they would if i were in the wnba yeah, I was so. gonna say. <laughs> and that's none maybe more honestly. maybe more yeah, yeah. But, no, people, yeah, argued, you know, Keegan Murray going ahead of Jaden Ivey. Are the Kings dumb? Nope. Uh, and then he just went out and was the best player in Summer League. Yep. Him and Paolo were pretty comfortably the two best players. Yeah. Uh, Keegan from, better, though. Well, they had an awesome game against they each did. other. They, it was um, really fun to watch. But, yeah, they, so those two, 
my two dudes. I mean, yep, I mean, yep. like obviously I love Keegan, but like Paolo is my man. Yep. And he looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people didn't think of him as better than than Chet Frodgren. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chet Holmgren had like one pretty crazy first half of his time in summer league, and then for the rest of the summer league was just like super mid, which. I could have told you that that was going to happen, but uh, anyway, yeah, Keegan, pretty pretty much pretty the best good. thing since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was awesome, and Kings fans like love him. Are now. Also, not, it's not even just Kings fans; like just the whole NBA. The like, NBA is is high like on dang Keegan, Keegan yep. yo Keegan Murray, which. I mean, fair. I like if you yeah. watch him play, man. Like he averaged like twenty five points a game, and mm-hmm. like didn't take like a single bad shot mm-hmm. like the entire season at Iowa. And like he's not gonna have to be the primary ball handler, right. which is what people are like. Oh, that's like he's not. Um, like he doesn't have those skills, mm-hmm. and, and he so like he doesn't need them. I mean, I don't want to be like. Like Paolo and I wrote and I, and I broke this down in our big draft podcast. I like Paolo can be that dude. None of these other guys in this draft class are, are really suited to be that type of player right. anyway. Yeah. And so like arguing that Keegan can't do that, so he shouldn't be drafted very highly. Right. I mean, if that's the case, then none of these guys should really be drafted right. that highly. I mean, like Jabari Smith, who a lot of people thought should have been the number one guy. Um, I mean, I didn't, but, like, um, I thought I, I liked him more than Chet. But yeah. um, he cannot do – like, he's basically, like, a worse version of Keegan Murray. Yeah, like, yeah. he's a pretty good shooter. Keegan's also a very good shooter. Mm-hmm. He's a good defensive player. I don't mm-hmm. – he might be – he's probably a better defensive player than Keegan is at this point. Um, but his skill set is – way more limited probably even than Keegan and but like people wouldn't just because he's younger Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watch Keegan play he's kind of relatively uncoordinated still I would say he's very smooth it's weird he's it's hard to describe but he's very smooth but he's almost like he still hasn't even fully grown into his body yet right right and so like he kind of looks like a young player in the Mm -hmm. way he plays because I mean, he grew so fast, so late. He's right. still, he's still, I almost in a lot of ways, relatively uncoordinated. Mm-hmm. It might, I mean, who knows? He may just naturally look that way for right. the rest of his career. But yeah. like, I feel like when I watch him, he almost looks like a an unfinished product yes. in a yeah. lot of ways, and yet he still puts up twenty five points a game, which yeah. is just insane. Like is. that, it's like he's insane. probably not even close to his finished form yet, and right. he's that effective. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so we're Kings fans now. We are. Yep. Lifelong Kings Lifelong fans. Lifelong Kings fans, TM. One of the funniest videos I've ever seen was um, after the Kings won their first summer league game. There were like there's a video of like three Kings fans walking yes. out of the arena just like it's like three, you know, like college age dudes, maybe a little older than that. And they're just like screaming like you know about the king you know because they just want a summer league game yeah um but they're freaking out and then one of them yells like passionately with like almost like borderline tears in his eyes we're gonna win 41 games this year which is a winning percentage of 500 like it'd be you know 
it's it's a <laughs> an even like it's yes. not even a winning record but so funny. uh no sacramento's pretty pretty hyped and, and yeah. rightfully so because yes. our man Keegan. they have been trash and also it, and also watching him be so good i mean it makes me excited because chris murray is back and yep. if he makes another big jump i mean keegan's already probably made a jump even from when he was at iowa um he's even he's even better you know in the summer league than than he was at iowa probably i don't know i don't know he was he was so good at iowa yeah. too but um, the fact that Iowa's got like not an absolute carbon copy, but as close to a carbon yes. copy of Keegan yeah. that you probably could feasibly get um, yep. on their team next year. Um, Same DNA. I, I could see I could see Chris being a, a high first round That'd pick next year, yeah. especially if Keegan keeps dominating the yeah. way he is. Um, but so that that bodes well and you know we'll we'll break down the Iowa basketball season but I was a little bit for a while I was pretty pessimistic about it but I think the the more the closer that we get to the season the more optimistic I am yeah um because they have they still have Chris Mm -hmm. and I'm not expecting him to necessarily be as good as Keegan because it's just like I would say it's un it's unreasonable to expect anyone to be that good any year Mm mm-hmm like even like it's it's crazy and taylor and i have talked about i've you know i've talked i've told this to, to taylor yeah she she's very kind and listens to me when i talk about things like this but the I fact like to hear. the fact that iowa had two of the most efficient offensive seasons or just seasons by uh a player in college basketball history like two of the three most in back-to-back seasons by two different players it's and nice. Luca Garza and Keegan um, is pretty insane, um, and so hopefully, maybe Chris is 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 going to be the next dude. Maybe Peyton Sanford maybe just averages forty a game. Yep. Uh, maybe Patrick McCaffrey. Maybe Connor McCaffrey. No, no, no? Okay. that's not no, not that one. All right, fair, fair. Um. Maybe Jordan Bohannon gets no, his ninth no, year of eligibility. No, 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 okay. Let's hope not. Um, <laughs> but no, that's so that's that's the update. Um, if you, yeah, Iowa fans, people have been paying attention. Not surprised that Keegan is awesome because no, he yeah. was so good at yes. Iowa. Um, but he was even he was even a little bit better than I expected him yes, to be. Yes, yeah. And so I am full on the hype train i'm all oh, yeah. i'm all in on the kings this yep. next year yep. like so much so that like we've talked about that we might have to buy nba league pass just so just we can so we watch can all watch the, kings the kings games, games. yes which or, is a hilarious thing to say one year ago i know because like the kings are like but i think that that's kind of the thing is he was so good and yeah like, he's made that much of an impression on people already um but yeah summer league mvp Ke- keegan murray yeah. The GOAT. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Taylor, you have anything else that you want to add? Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go sports. Sport on. Amen. We'll have some more. Some more. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some, you know, some specific sports podcasts as we go forward. But Yeah. Uh, good to get back on the it is. On the podcast. I know we tonight. said this last time, but we'll try to pod yes. more. Yes. Um, Give all you five fans what you want. Yeah. <laughs> 
No. Um, More content. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll be back. Hoof a good week. Amen. The classic. Yep. Um, you have anything else to say, Taylor? Hoof a good week sums it up. Hoof a good week.